Rimp. Welcome to Absorbent and Yellow, a SpongeBob deep dive, the podcast for me and my friends talk about the making of and our admiration for SpongeBob SquarePants. We are in the first episode of season three. Super, super bittersweet because season three is so freaking good. I'm excited because it means that um, we get to be in season three and we are one step closer to diving into the legendary 2004 November classic. I don't know why I said November. You didn't need to know what month it came out. It's not like, oh, dude, that that movie is a November classic, you know, like, oh, man, Avengers Endgame. That is an April classic. Anyway, I've screwed up this intro. It's it's all fricked. We're going to do the SpongeBob movie at the end of the year, Um, but it's bittersweet. It's it's the bitter part of the bittersweet is because that means that we'll be done with with SpongeBob and with this podcast. But you know what? Um, that's okay because we're here now and here now is this episode for, uh, the algae is always greener and, uh, sponge garden on is it funny when I make noises like that? Or is it just annoying? Probably the latter, but I mean, you're here. Um, speaking of here today on the podcast we're gonna have chandler subra on i just finished editing our lengthy uh, uh discussion of those um two shorts and it is gonna be a freaking fantastic episode of the podcast one thing i'll shout out right now ahead of time um because i didn't catch it <laughs> in the live recording but you will hear chandler drop an incredible pun when when she when she makes a joke about immersion therapy, I just want you to pause your podcast and just <sighs> appreciate it, and then you can play and continue. Because I didn't catch it, and you'll and you'll hear me be like, you know, like typical me, be like, oh yeah, yeah, totally, and then just keep going like as though like I clearly did not, you know, catch what was going on. But okay, anyway, um, so there's that. Very, very good. Um, thank you to everybody uh, who gave um, great feedback for the end of season two and for our deep dive into um, Battle for Bikini Bottom. Uh, a couple of people wrote in to let me know that um, Bubble Buddy uh, does, in fact, appear many times um, later in the show. Um, my apologies. Uh, I, you know, not not everybody would have assumed this, um, but I meant uh, Bubble Buddy appears once um, in seasons one through three. I know that there's more episodes, etc., etc. So thank you for writing in. For that, um, and, and please uh, never hesitate to write in at spongespamrobots.com with your thoughts and questions on the podcast. Never hesitate to leave a review and get a read on the air and that like fun little in between part of the podcast um, that mostly just serves as an excuse for me to search old commercials on YouTube, um, get the audio from them, and, and put them in here to make you listen to them. And never hesitate to share the podcast with your friends. You can share it from Spotify onto your Instagram story and. Stuff like that. And it's just a freaking good time, you know? Just a freaking good time. All right, speaking of good time. Oh, what now? Speaking of uh, speaking of transitions, um, we are now in season three. So I'm going to give you just a little bit of like a, uh, you know, teeing up like they do in um, golf. You know, like the famous golfer Michael Jordan used to do. He would tee up and then... Knock it out of the park, as they say in golf. What am I doing? What am I doing with my life and this podcast? Season two, the last episode of season two aired July 2003. 
technically speaking, but that last episode of season two, I'm talking about this now in case, I mean, there was no transition for that one, but uh, that last episode of season two was Gary Takes a Bath, though. And if you'll recall from the episode where we covered Gary Takes a Bath and more importantly, um, Shanghai, uh, that episode, Gary Takes a Bath, was kind of like tacked onto Shanghai so that they could air it again um, as, you know, a rerun. So uh, if we want to not count that, uh, other than that, the last episode of of season two, um, aired uh, September 2002. In fact, um, there were only two episodes uh, in season two that aired in September of 2002 um, or the entire year of 2002 and that it was in September. You get it. So the the point I'm trying to make is that season two ends um, late 2002, mid 2003. Season three starts airing on Nickelodeon um, in October of 2001. So there is a pretty significant overlap. Um, only one pair of episodes uh, airs October 2001, but then most of them start um, early 2002. Uh, there's not a ton of episodes like overlapping, but anyway. So just to say, um, it's kind of weird how the airing of these episodes um, go, but season three, SpongeBob SquarePants, begins October 2001. I'm going to read a quick excerpt um, from Wikipedia about uh, this season because I thought that it was nice. Uh, it says, uh, the season received critical acclaim from media critics and fans. During its run, SpongeBob SquarePants became and remains the highest rated children's show on cable with over 50 million viewers a month. The show received several recognitions, including its nomination at the Primetime Emmy Awards for Outstanding Children's Program. Okay, this is my voice again. I'm not reading anything other than, I guess, my notes. Um, around 2001, Nickelodeon repeatedly begins asking Steven Hillenburg if he would ever consider doing a SpongeBob SquarePants movie, to which he repeatedly responds, no. He felt like he didn't have an idea um, that would work you know, for that great length. There's a really interesting uh, New York Times article from around 2004 um, where he says that after watching both Toy Story and Iron Giant with his son, um, he just felt like I SpongeBob does not have a story that can take up um, as much time uh, and I don't know adventure length as like these stories do. Right uh, on the flip side, you got to imagine Nickelodeon has released two Rugrats movies at this point. Um, Jimmy Neutron just came out, so they keep asking him. And then around late 2001, early 2002, Steven Hillenburg gets an idea for a movie-sized story that he does want to tell, and then the final episode of season three is shipped in February of 2002. And and at around that time, um, Hillenberg decides to put the show, SpongeBob SquarePants, on a hiatus while they now turn their attention, focus on making a theatrical film. So, show's done being made uh, February of 2002, but... Because of this hiatus, and because it's obviously going to be a few years until the movie can come out, before they can even, you know, put out a trailer or anything, Nickelodeon opts to, at its most popular point yet, stretch the third season for three years. This is the point of all this I'm trying to tell you. They release 20 episodes between October of 2001 and October of 2004. So this is a very stretched out um, season. So all that to say, I mean, it's interesting and it's unright, but for me, and I imagine probably for you, much of your memory of SpongeBob SquarePants, like airing live, like new episodes airing from your childhood, if you're around um, my age, uh, 
you probably remember two or uh, a season three. Like, obviously, I remember episodes from season one, season two, but season three is just stretched out over a significant amount of my childhood. So there's a lot more interesting tidbits um, about the transition into season three, the making of season three. I'm going to save most of that for future weeks because uh, this episode has plenty in it already. But for now, let us jump into the trivia clock for this episode. Okay, first up, uh, the algae's always greener. Fun fact, this is Paul Tibbetts' favorite episode. We've talked about Paul Tibbetts a lot on this show. Um, this episode, along with SpongeGuard on duty, premiered right before the series premiere of Chalk Zone. I normally don't include like tidbits about when um, the, like, the episodes air, but I, I vividly remember, I di- or distinctly, I should say, remember um, getting home in time to watch the premiere of Chalk Zone. I don't know why I was so interested in that show, but so anyway... I must have seen this episode uh, the day that it premiered. Um, Karen's name is revealed in this episode, and this is also the first episode to officially establish her as Plankton's wife, which is very interesting. And then this last uh, tidbit, I wish that I had remembered this uh, before we actually discussed the episode, but this is so crazy to me. I'm sure I'm not the first person to pick up on this, um, but in this episode, we will, of course, see Plankton eat uh, a holographic meatloaf, and it occurred to me, after recording this episode, holy crap, um, phytoplankton eat light. I mean, they don't eat light, you know, like like how plants eat light. Like they they sunlight is their food or whatever. Now, plankton is a um, let's see what I have this written down. Plankton is a planktonic copepod, and technically copepods eat phytoplankton, but I have to, you know, I would be willing to bet money um that it is an intentional joke. Uh, that because he's a plankton, he's eating light for dinner. So anyway, just a little light humor. <laughs> Morgan hates when I do that laugh, but I think it kind of sounds like like Bart Simpson. Okay, uh, Smudge Guard on duty. Um, uh, I've only got a couple things. Uh, the last time that we saw sharks was in Muscle Bob Buff Pants, another episode very similar to this one, actually. Um, and then this is the first episode to be written by Sam Henderson. And I've just got um, a couple fun little pa- uh, paragraphs, excerpts from an oral history of SpongeBob SquarePants about Sam Henderson, who who wrote on the show for um, season three. His first quote comes from uh, Jay Lender. He says, Derek Dryman had done his own comic book uh, and was plugged into the alternative comic scene. And he brought in two guys from the comics world. Uh, Kaz, who had been doing his own four panel strip, Underworld, um, for alternative newspapers for years. And Sam Henderson, um, who had been self-publishing a book called The Magic Whistle. They brought completely different sensibilities to the show and kept us all on our toes. I ended up with Sam, who brought that uh, literate oddness to everything he did. And then I just have a couple um, quotes here from Sam Henderson himself. Uh, He says, uh, in 2000, Derek Dryman gave me a call. I went to art school with him um, and was in a few classes with him. I ran into him a few times after that. He told me um, I should move out to L.A. because my work would be perfect for animation. I never gave that advice more than a passing thought. Then... He called me out of the blue and told me he was now creative director for a show called SpongeBob SquarePants and wanted to get print cartoonists he liked to work on it. Uh, it turns out he'd been following my career all along and doing work regularly for Nickelodeon Magazine would impress higher ups there. If I was to take this job, I'd only have to work two out of four weeks. So that was an extra incentive. I was credited as a storyboard director, which is basically a fancy term for gag writer. 
He then later says, um, when I started my tenure, nobody had heard of the show. People just thought it, that I had a gig in animation, and when it was done, um, I'd come back to New York. A year later, it was as big as Sesame Street, where you couldn't leave the house without seeing a SpongeBob backpack. Friends and family asked if I could get them Happy Meal toys or T-shirts or things like that, as if working in a studio gave me unlimited access to merchandising. I lived down south for a while a few years later, uh, and my girlfriend at the time um, would use the fact that I worked on the show to get us into shows and things of that nature. She was disappointed that we could uh, that we would go to comics conventions and I didn't get a table to sell sketches of the characters. To this day, it still impresses people, not necessarily people who can uh, get me any work, um, though it gives me credibility trying to rent an apartment. I went to a high school reunion last year and got an award for, quote, most successful, even though I was looking through couch cushions for change. So just fun. Uh, a couple of little quotes from and about Sam Henderson. Okay, that's what I got for the start of this episode, for the start of this season. Let us now introduce our guest, Chandler. Bubble sound effect. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Absorbent Yellow. Hey, all you people. Speaking of, uh, no, not speaking of, that's the wrong transitional phrase, but everybody, um, oh, frick, I forgot to have this. Hang on. Everybody... Everybody, please give a warm welcome to our guest, Chandler. Uh, oh, this is the best one. Everybody, please tell us how excited you are to have Chandler Subra on the podcast. That's a World Cup rugby crowd, which I don't, the world, rugby's not the World Cup. That can't be right. Soundbible.com lied to me. Yeah. Anyway, Chandler is joining us on the podcast. Welcome, Chandler, to the podcast. How are you oh, doing? Thank you so much for having me on to this podcast slash of this course. thing that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did I call it in the Google event? The uh, you you called it on the Sam's Zoom invite, <laughs> but it was the SpongeBob podcast slash this thing that Sam is doing or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, anyway, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, good. Uh, good. Okay, Chandler. Um, you are um, a uh, longtime friend of mine. You're also a fellow graphic designer. But the most important thing about you is that you love SpongeBob SquarePants, correct? I do love SpongeBob SquarePants, yes. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> tell us about that. Tell uh, what What is there to tell? I grew up watching SpongeBob, like many of you listeners. Obviously, that's why you're here. Mm. Um, I have realized more so in recent years that a lot of people you know, distinguish what their degree of separation is from mm. certain things. And I think that in my life, a lot of scenarios tend to go back to SpongeBob. I realize that there's very few degrees of separation in my day-to-day -day life uh, uh -huh. from instances and from things that happened in SpongeBob. Yeah. And I think that happens like with SpongeBob, but also <laughs> a lot of other shows. I love TV. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like that's one of those things that you can't really admit for yeah. some reason but yeah. I, i'm happy to admit it that i i love television uh -huh. <laughs> i love That's tv shows I, and uh -huh. you just like there's so many different shows where i just like something happens in real life and i pull it back in yeah. my brain and uh, attach it to something that i watched at some point mm -hmm. and a lot of it really is spongebob for some right. reason I don't, right. I don't know what it is but that's what we're here to find out i guess uh-huh yeah it is crazy it's like in trying to figure out what is it about SpongeBob that makes it so incredible, and in, in the course of doing this podcast, for the longest time, I always just thought, like, well, SpongeBob's just an incredible show, and that's why it's everywhere, you know? But the mm -hmm. more that I talk to people about it, whether they are um, excited about it enough to be willing to be on a podcast about it, or just, like, 
they have seen some episodes and appreciate it. Um, it always is like the quotes apply to everything and they map themselves and their friends onto characters. Um, and so it's just been super interesting unlocking that, like, that is what the magic of the show is, is how timeless and like, I don't know, applicable it is to absolutely everything. So, yeah, I think it is equal parts, the quotes, like you said, but Uh also it's all of the little things that happen. Yeah. It's like the two second things yes. that are shown on screen that's uh-huh. just like it's gone in an instant, but it's yeah. hilarious. And that's what like normal life is. It's just a lot yeah. of little things happening mm-hmm. that are all tied together somehow. And so yeah. I think it's just the the quippiness of all yeah. of the short slice kind of yeah, yeah. SpongeBob that just make it so uh-huh. rich. And yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, you know, SpongeBob, it's a dumb show. Well, those people right. don't get it. They no, don't, those people they don't are appreciate dumb. it. <laughs> uh, totally. I will say, I, we have had one person write in before and say that they hated SpongeBob, but just listen to the podcast out of curiosity because they saw that I was making it or whatever and have come around to being a, an appreciator of SpongeBob. So yeah, that's incredible. And that's why yeah. you're doing this good work that you're doing. Is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the good work. I'm fighting the good fight for the you people. Are, you're, yeah, doing the work for the people. Uh-huh. And then also, I love uh, your uh, honesty that you love TV because I also I love, love TV. TV. Yeah. Uh, and I did you ever know uh, Megan Anderson? Um, Iowa State, maybe not. She cut hair. Um, yeah. And we have a ton of mutual friends and stuff. Um, she did not grow up watching SpongeBob. She's a close friend of me and Morgan's, and that's why mm-hmm. I consistently give her shout outs on this podcast, partly just because it's like funny. <laughs> hey, Megan. Um, hey, Megan. I got to find her Instagram again. I did this the last time I uh, uh, slammed her on the podcast in front of everyone. Is that what you're doing but, right now? It's slamming her? Well, I'm not slamming her, but I'm, I'm half okay. teasing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I free, I, my brain's just like... So she did not grow up on Spongebob and it's just always like amazes me because I don't think she had like Nickelodeon or anything. And Same she's just my like... Husband's dad. Yeah, yeah, he did not uh-huh. have Nickelodeon totally. growing up. So yeah. just completely different childhood. It's just, I know, it's something about... Like, it's not like I think that those people are like lesser than me or anything, but I'm just like, I can't <laughs> even like not. compute the idea. Them, obviously. <laughs> totally, uh-huh. And I mean, Morgan had Nickelodeon, but she wasn't allowed to watch Cartoon Network growing up, which was insane mm-hmm. to me because she was w- allowed to watch like... like like the exorcist growing up and stuff. But anyway, that's a different conversation. Um, but there's a part of me that's like, I can't even compute. Like, what what did you do when you were a kid? Did you just like stare at the ceiling or like, you know. Did you just like play uh, outside? Yeah, exactly. Did you have like a healthy Terrible. home environment? Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Just kidding. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. And no, I, yeah. I feel like I had equal parts of that, but like, no shame. I loved TV. I still love watching yeah. TV. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah. So uh, much good stuff happening. So yeah. entertaining. Yeah. A plethora of entertainment. Everybody go follow <laughs> Megan Nicole underscore hair underscore design on Instagram um, as for payment for me once again blasting her on this podcast. Someday I'll have Megan on and I'll convince her to watch an episode and convince you her to like SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It anyway. would actually be interesting maybe if you did have someone on who it right. really was a fresh take on these episodes. Right, right. You know, like people who didn't watch this when they were kids who like uh-huh. watch it for the first time now. Uh-huh. That'd be interesting. It'll, it would be like like when um, Stephen Colbert has like Bill O'Reilly on his show and then like tries to to persuade him to come to his side on something. That's like a completely, you know, different, you know, 
Levity very of, different. Yeah, but, very different environment from what we're yeah. cultivating here. But yeah, uh-huh. it's really <laughs> actually a pretty terrible analogy. But anyway, um, so that's SpongeBob and your love for it. That's great. Um, let's see. So you were mentioning uh, before we started recording um, your appreciation for the art of the show. Do you want to talk about that here or is there a specific instance in these episodes? Uh, There's a specific instance. Okay. So let's, let's hold on that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, um, unless you have any other broad thoughts about the show SpongeBob SquarePants, we can jump into <sighs> the episode. I think that's hard to kind of yeah. condense into a couple sentences. So let's just yeah, jump yeah. into it and maybe it'll come back to me. Actually, um, I do have one question I just okay. remembered. Yeah. Um, when I asked you if you would be on the podcast, and, and I, well, actually, I think I asked, do you like SpongeBob? And you <laughs> sent back a very adorable photo. You're the first person to just respond with photo evidence of your love for SpongeBob. Could you describe what was happening in that photo that you sent? Yeah. So I think the photo you're referring to is uh, me probably in 2000, yeah. 2003 ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was probably in third grade, and it's me and my younger brother, Chance. Uh, shout out to Chance. He didn't want to be on the podcast <laughs> with me today. I tried, but yeah, yeah. Hi, Chance. <laughs> I don't know. Hi, yeah. Chance. A future um, episode. A future episode for sure. Uh-huh. But uh, anyway, it's a photo of Chance and I, and I think we're on family vacation at mm. like Six Flags or something yeah, like that yeah. in Missouri. Um, <laughs> and we're both standing with a uh, life-size uh, SpongeBob yeah. and Patrick, like people yeah. in the costumes. and. Uh-huh. My outfit is just like total early 2000s. I had yeah, like yeah. blue tinted sunglasses on and I was wearing really <laughs> chunky leather sandals uh-huh. and my haircut was just like really short and blonde with bangs. Yeah. And uh, I think Chance was wearing like some sort of like little silver dollar like sheriff yeah. pin or something that he uh-huh. won at the, at the amusement park. Um, but we were just stoked to get our picture taken with SpongeBob and Patrick. (laughs) Yeah. It was so great. It's, it's hard to describe a photo on an entirely audio medium, such as podcasting, but I feel like I need to show it somewhere. So maybe I'll I'll post it on my Instagram or something when this episode comes out just to Uh give the people a a better visual. Yeah, exactly. Cause (laughs) it was such a 2003 kids, like just (laughs) cheesing completely (laughs) stiff and especially all like, you know, shorts were like partially bleached or something (laughs) like that. Yeah. There's something weird too and uncanny about cartoon mascots in general, <laughs> but specifically the Nickelodeon ones, like weren't designed to translate well into costumes. It just so so yeah, it's just like it a giant, look- it looks like a refrigerator box standing next to you. Like exactly, yeah. which I think is a cool tie-in to our episode that we're it talking is. about. Because yeah. there is an instance where uh-huh. there is like a real life SpongeBob. It's yeah. just cut in for like a couple seconds. Uh-huh. But- I had that thought watching it. I was like, <laughs> holy crap, it's the I one know. from the photo. Yeah. Coming full circle. It's so cool. <laughs> the Matrix is falling apart. This is great. Yeah, okay. Who knew? Cool. See, back in 2003, this was setting me up for yeah. uh, this day in my life now in yeah. 2021. <laughs> 2021. A date feels like it's not real. But yeah. anyway, speaking of dates that don't feel like they're real, let's go back to March 22nd, 2002, and jump into the episode The Algae's Always Greener. Fox. 
<laughs> You're all mine, you sweet Krabby Patty. Ooh. <laughs> Initiating launch sequence. Krabby Patty, here I come! I hope I don't miss again. <laughs> Reunited and it's gonna feel so good. <laughs> We're back with the episode of The Algae's Always Greener. This episode was written by Aaron Springer, Carl Greenblatt, and Meriwether Williams and debuted March 22nd, 2002. Dude, that, the opening scene already, I'm like like almost crying laughing. It's so funny. Um, yep. Okay, so when I sent you the list of, of season three episodes, uh, did you pick this episode to discuss for this or SpongeGuard on duty or maybe both of them? Was there a specific reason? Um, <laughs> No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to be completely uh, transparent, uh, yeah. we just we were in the process of doing a, a cross country oh, yeah. move, and I chose uh-huh. it purely based on the date of <laughs> yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I love I love all SpongeBob the same, uh-huh. so I'm yeah. happy to talk about anything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. now that now that uh, we're into it, and I was rewatching these episodes, I was really happy with yeah. with my decision uh, that uh-huh. was purely coincidental. Totally. That's great. And yeah. uh, to be honest, you were the second person to schedule an episode for that reason. So um, completely valid reason. Um, but okay, I freaking love this episode. And I forgot what this episode was going to be about. And mm-hmm. usually with titles of, of these episodes, I can kind of tell like Sponge Guard on duty. I was like, that's the one where he becomes a lifeguard. But the oh, algae is always greener. I couldn't remember. I was like, is that, you know, it's not the one where Squidward gets a new apartment. Like, what is it? You know? And so as soon as the episode started, I was like so delighted, like, holy crap, it's this one. Like, yeah, this is the yeah. one where Mr. Krabs is naked. Yeah. Uh-huh, <laughs> like that just uh-huh. stood out so much in my little yeah. kid brain where it's like, uh-huh. oh my gosh. Yeah. He, he's naked. <laughs> yeah. And it is like such a delightful episode. This has got to be like one of the weirdest episodes of SpongeBob. And that's saying something because the show gets pretty weird. But this oh. is like one of like, I don't know, like five tops episodes that get very like twilight zone esque of very sci-fi world bending you know um the episode immediately opens up with some of like the funniest voice acting because plankton's voice in general is very very funny his Mm -hmm. delivery through this entire episode is just amazing but then my absolute favorite background characters in spongebob (laughs) there are always the old people and tom kenny's like you know, I, I it always makes me think of what a nice cereal box, like, and they like really linger <laughs> on like really just good. like yeah, laugh it. Thank you. Are, are you, I assume you're talking about my uh, yeah, impression. Exactly okay, okay. Yeah. I just had a split second. I was like, she was talking about the character. That's so embarrassing no, that, that was, I just accepted that. Was Sam. The that was not me yeah. who just impersonated the old person. Just so everyone's clear, that was Sam. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I will say I I am always like very nervous because it is one of those things where I'm like, what is a useless skill that I'm good at? And I always think doing an impression of that character. But I'm never going to start a conversation that way. But anyway, um, so they like linger on him. Like SpongeBob comes from an era of cartoon where a, a brand of humor is just kind of making fun of elderly people. Um, like Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy are that. Uh-huh. But then they have characters like this and they just take their sweet time on like he doesn't just have one throwaway line. It's like, uh, you know, pardon me, ma'am, like walking around the pole. And then like he turns around and like cat calls this like wooden what a pole. Thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then it's so like heavily telegraphed his like i hope i don't miss again it's just like so funny so anyway <laughs> he's just this like sweet harmless little old man yeah. that still somehow like slams women yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> by like running into a post uh-huh. and comparing that to a woman i'm like yeah. oh my gosh why is that so funny uh-huh. yeah <laughs> His like glass bottle yeah. thickness of his yeah. glasses, like it's just and the sound that his eyes make when they're blinking. Yeah. I don't. It's, it's like, like a sput like noise. Are, yeah, it's like a sput noise. Uh-huh. Like if your shoes are wet and you're walking yeah. across like your your lunchroom yeah. floor when you're in, in elementary school, like that kind of sound. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I love this scene too. Yeah. Um, so the the whole conceit of this episode is, of course, like uh, like every Plankton episode, it opens up. Plankton is trying to seal the uh, Krabby Patty secret formula in some completely unique way, um, which is always entertaining. It's very much like a Wile E. Coyote type setup where it's the exact same premise, but it gives them the freedom to do like just the craziest stuff for the exact mm-hmm. same like end goal. Um, but Honestly, it's Anvil, yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, though there, we do get a very Anvil esque scene in the next episode, but. Only it's with an anchor. anchor? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the exact same sound effect. But anyway, um, Plankton, this episode is uniquely like following Plankton. Like he is the main character. And we've had different episodes like fun, like uh, Plankton's, you know, first episode where it does follow him for extended amount of time. But he really is like um, to use like a an overly sophisticated term for an episode of Spongebob, the hero's journey that we follow is like Plankton's um, and it just gets so bizarre right off the bat with his like almost like luchador looking mask that he puts on that yeah. for some reason has a zipper over the mouth and the eye and, and his, the zipper around his mouth makes his, it looks like he has a bunch of little gray teeth which yeah, is just uh-huh. hilarious. Like, the zipper <laughs> becomes like his lips which is so funny yeah. yeah it's so uh-huh. funny yeah. Like I was I was listening to everything you just said, but yeah. I also kind of tuned it out when you said yeah. fun. I it just immediately popped oh, into yeah. my head like F is for friends, you yeah, do stuff yeah. together. Yeah, uh-huh. that song. It's yeah. so good. Anyway, we yeah. can bring it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all good. Yeah. So well speaking of fun, um a crazy thing that I read like researching the trivia of this episode, which I never put together, is that though we have met Karen, his computer wife, several times before this, um, the fun episode being one of the first times. This is the first episode where she is explicitly referred to as his wife, uh, which, you know, I, I did think it was funny that he like, you know, says like, oh, Karen, my computer wife, you know, because, because I think in my head, I am just, I've like always known that. And so it feels like useless exposition. But apparently when they were writing this episode, they decided that that would forever now be his wife. And in like one sentence of exposition, he like addresses her as his wife who like cooks dinner for him and stuff. Yes, exactly. I think, I think it was very purposeful that they introduced her as his wife right now when he's telling (laughs) her to make him some food and she calls him your majesty. (laughs) Uh Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Even I was just going to say, that's, that's totally how our household goes too. I cook all the food and I call Thad your majesty. That's totally accurate of marriage. That's yeah, no. no okay well i, <laughs> I was like maybe like sarcastic that sounds like something morgan would do ironically to me okay maybe uh, but yeah like call me but, like, your majesty and stuff yeah. I, call, I definitely call her milady but that's milady. more because that's cute i'm pretending to be a like gentleman a, a, <laughs> more like a uh, what's like the not uh 
pejorative way to say it. Someone who spends too much time on the internet on chat room boards. But yeah, so it, they have a very unhealthy marriage, um, Plankton and Karen. He comes home and immediately like uh, reprimands her and asks her to like be useful and cook dinner. Um, and the fact that when he walks in, well, actually, I should pause, fill in the plot and then come back to that. But he so he, of course, like flies through the wall, which is like genius timing, how it's like so loud and then just like a like through the wall and Squidward just like looks confused, you know, um, Mr. Krabs. What does he say? I wrote it. Mr. Krabs is rubbing money in his face he's he sweet wampum and he says I- sweet wampum and he's sweating i was like yeah. this is the most bizarre like i was just pointing out last week where for some reason i never caught this one as a kid but to the writers of this show uh how sweaty mr krabs is is a defining feature of him because it continues yeah. to come up in in passing and here we finally see him actually just like pouring sweat as he's like yeah but then if you notice when plankton actually takes over his role as Mr. Uh, he's Mr. Plankton, he is also just as sweaty. True, like yeah. he also has beads uh-huh. of sweat. So it's just yeah. like a, a character, right. I guess, quality of Mr. Uh-huh. Krabs's role in the show is that he's just always sweaty and money right. obsessed. Right, right. And under constant <laughs> stress. Like Yeah, and I like when I heard Sweet Wampum, immediately I Googled it. Whereas yeah. when I was a kid, of course that went over right. my head because Google wasn't a thing. You right, just like yeah. if you didn't know what something was, you just had to accept that you yeah. didn't know what it was. <laughs> right. uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't go look that up. Yeah. I don't know. Find yeah. an, ex- an encyclopedia somewhere and uh, look up what, what wampum is. If yeah, that yeah. Would, would have even been in there. But, uh, what yeah. is it? I never even I looked know. it up. <laughs> so, I looked it up. It's uh, small beads that were made by indigenous people and were typically used as money. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's such a yeah. specific, clever joke. Yeah. What the heck? There's <laughs> like know. a whole other joke underneath that that I never would have gotten. <laughs> Huh. The writers, the writers did their research on that yeah. one. Yeah, sweet wampum. <laughs> sweet wampum. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh man. So anyway, Plankton flies into the room. Um, <laughs> Mr. Krabs immediately goes into his like evasive maneuvers, and he yells, "Squidward, shield me with your forehead," which I thought was like, shield me, "Yeah, shield me with your forehead," which I took uh-huh. personally because I'm like trying to grow out my bangs oh, right now. Yeah. I just feel like my forehead is always on display. All yeah, the yeah. Time. I've uh-huh. had bangs for years, and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, I am yeah. Squidward." now <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny it is you get little moments like that in spongebob in <laughs> passing where like most of the time they're not trying to be mean to squidward but they talk to him as though like everybody just knows these like unsightly features of his or whatever you know yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny so anyway yeah he gets uh he throws plankton out of the restaurant um and this episode has so many funny lines normally there's like i want to stop you for a second sorry Uh i want to rewind a little bit and bring it back to the there's this one instance you mentioned like Mm -hmm. talking about the art kind Uh, of of this episode in particular Uh uh-huh and i have a screenshot on my computer and i remember when i was a kid i just laughed hysterically at this yeah. part in particular but it's just it's like I a two second I think I know what you're talking about. as mr crabs <laughs> finds him on the floor sitting like strapped <laughs> into his seat with his like yeah. mask on and he's just like sitting there and his belly just looks so plump and round like uh-huh. seat up into his chair but it's like done in a hyper realistic way where uh-huh. it's just painted and there's so much detail and it, yeah. it again it only lasts for like two seconds yeah. and it is just the best uh-huh. it happens in this episode and then in the next one too where it's just yeah. like that little glimmer of that really 
really detailed illustration style where it's just, oh, it's so good. Uh-huh. I just, I want to set this as my computer background. Like yeah. <laughs> the part where I screenshotted it, I, uh-huh. I always watch things with subtitles oh, and yeah. it's like, a lot of people are like, oh, that's like an old person thing. Right. But I'm like, no, you get so much more context out of things when you yeah. have the subtitles on. And so <laughs> I'll have to send it to you. But uh-huh. the screenshot I took of this specific instance of him just like sitting there with his plump little belly, <laughs> it just says so dot, dot, dot at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I'm so glad you brought that up. I totally was going to forget that. But I also <laughs> saved that because I was like, that's the funniest frame for the, for the whole yeah. episode. Especially yeah. because usually those painted, highly detailed uh uh like interstitials or whatever are usually used for like quick close-ups on things you know i've seen some people (laughs) refer to them as gross-ups where it's like like Ah. an an obscene amount of detail in someone's face Mm -hmm. or something you know but plankton here it's like almost the same shot like you see it like in the in like the more kind of flat you know digital ink and paint and then it cuts to almost the same shot a little bit closer and he's just so still and there's something funny about he just like has his arms hanging by his (laughs) side like he was like this little kid who got caught doing something bad like Uh he just looked so (laughs) kind of ashamed that he got caught and his little belly just cracked me up That's so funny. Which honestly, the energy that you're describing is very much similar to what I was trying to describe in your childhood photo. Not in the sense that you got caught, but that just like, there's so little, no, not the belly, but there's so little kinetic energy, you know, like you're just so still and stiff, like just like frozen moment in time. Yeah, exactly. Uh Oh my gosh. Anyway. I I just love that. And just the, the fact that I had the subtitle yeah. Part of the screenshot just says so dot dot dot, and he's just like sitting there. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. And honestly, subtitles do make for great memes. I don't know why, they but do. there's something yeah. about the like officialness of it, <laughs> like the, the yeah. semi-officialness. I right. I found through my subtitle uh, years that they don't usually they don't always match up with what right. the person said. It's like no. who's the person who types these subtitles? Are they right. just guessing some of the time? Like that's not oh, that's not yeah. what they said. You uh-huh. know, like. Some some of the time it's like slight deviation, but right. other times like that's completely different right. from what right. the character said. Uh-huh. Did they spell wampum correctly in the subtitles? They spelled, they spelled wampum correctly, which okay. also helped me Google right. it because otherwise I would have been like, "What did Mr. Krabs just say? How did yeah. what is that?" But I, then right. I, I saw it's wampum capitalized W mm. wampum because I did not know what he said because I did not have subtitles and I thought yeah. he said wampa and I just assumed like <laughs> that must be like. Like hubba hubba or like hub or uh, what do they say in Squilliam Returns? Hamana uh, hamana 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 hamana. I would have just assumed, and then SpongeBob says table like, for hamana. East versus west. Like. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. I would have just assumed it was like a gibberish word, but yeah, no, wampum so, is a real thing. Yeah. Small Power beads made by indigenous people usually yeah. treated as money. So yeah. there we go. Uh huh. So for the listeners, gonna, turn your subtitles on on your podcast for. <laughs> yeah. um, on your podcast or on your no, on, your, on your podcast. If you're driving or, to work, pull over and go into your car settings and turn on subtitles and words will come across your screen. And by screen, I mean your windshield. There you go. Well, what if you don't drive a new fancy car that can do that? No, no, all cars do this. As long as what? it's a manual. I don't know. I'm just, I'm making all of this oh, up. I'm like, None I'm of like, this is true. <laughs> but using subtitles for a podcast uh, doesn't work. This, which is 
And I'm over explaining a stupid joke that wasn't worth the. Okay. Anyway, but plankton looked really cute in that little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so cute. I never, I never thought that plankton would ever look Could cute. Look cute. But he looks yeah. So cute. Yeah. He looks so, so helpless. He really does. Yeah. It makes him look like. Um, and his legs don't touch the floor. He's just like sitting in this yeah. little chair that got ejected, and he's uh-huh. his feet don't touch the floor, and he's just yeah. He's you know just what it is. It it feels very Calvin and Hobbes to me, where he's like very he's up to no good mischief, Mm -hmm. and he was just caught, and now he's just like doesn't (laughs) he has nowhere to go? Like, which we have another moment (laughs) later in the episode that is very Calvin and Hobbes to me, but um, yeah, yeah, but just like caught in the moment, red-handed because he's still got the mask on and it's still strapped into his chair. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's so funny. (laughs) Anyway. Um, speaking of, uh, uh, more detail than was necessary, but makes this episode amazing. I was saying earlier (laughs) that there's like a million lines in this. Usually every episode, like I know most of the lines, but there are two or three that are burned into my memory of like, this is what I remember this episode for, because I always said these just randomly in conversation. This Mm -hmm. episode literally has to have a dozen or more. Like already, we've already had so many. Um, But uh, the next thing that Mr. Crab says, when he uh, throws Plankton away, he says, and don't come back, shrimp. (laughs) And then a very realistic shrimp turns around (laughs) with no expression on his face, just like confused. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's just... So I like laughed very hard. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so now we're back to where I was talking about earlier. Uh, Plankton shows up and he takes his mask off and hangs it on on like a coat rack. And he has a cute little fedora next to it, as well as like a little bin to keep his umbrella in, which makes it just feel very like 1950s. Like he's back at home. Which made me think, like, it almost feels like the start, like, this scene, at least, is very, um, it's a wonderful life, where he's just going back, (laughs) takes his hat off, you know, back to his, like, troubled home life or whatever, and he's just like, ah, if only I could have a different life, you know, so. Yeah, who would, who would Clarence be in, in, in Spongebob? Like, who is? Uh, well, honestly, you'll have to remind me which one Clarence is. I tried to remember. Isn't Clarence the angel? Isn't Clarence the angel Uh that's in the prison? I think that. Clarence would be. Let me think. Um, Karen. Karen I guess. Is Clarence. Yeah, she she, she him, must be. She gives him the direction that he needs in order to do all of this. She uh-huh. reminds him that he built this machine like last right. Tuesday that he completely forgot about. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She has to be. So it, Karen, the, yeah, the, Karen is Clarence. Yeah. The analogy breaks down the further into the episode we go, but it's, yeah. Uh-huh. It's but got, it's, it's got it's legs there. right now. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's right. got legs. So we'll just leave it at that and we'll, we'll forget about it. And we never yeah. have to address that it doesn't that work. You know? yeah. um, but then, yeah, he just like comes in, uh-huh. hangs, hangs up his mask yeah. and you feel like it should be raining outside or something. Totally. Like, uh-huh. you know, just very moody kind of environment. He right. goes and grabs like a, a, a beer out of the fridge, yeah. but it's, uh-huh. it's not a beer, but he just had such a right. hard day and he's <laughs> telling Karen about his hard day and he, uh-huh. she's supposed to make him some food. And right. Yeah. Yeah. It really paints him as like, you never really do usually get to see Plankton at the end of the workday. Like you yeah. see him 
when he fails, you see him as like a diabolical James Bond villain, like, oh, how am I going to do this next time or whatever? But you never see him like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, you know? being like the emotional toll that the yeah, exactly. failure. Exactly. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. So taking on his on his well being. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You kind of like feel sorry for Plankton there yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> Which is genius. So anyway, yeah. so this next sound clip, Any we level. finally made it to the mm-hmm. to the second sound clip. Um, okay, great. Karen uh, actually does um, make him dinner. <laughs> um, and uh, gives him a oh, suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Of, of what he can do next. What do we got here? Oh, goody. Holographic meatloaf again. When am I going to get some real food? Mr. Krabs gets to eat real food. Just look at his daughter. She's as big as a whale. I wish I could be successful like Mr. Krabs. I wish I could somehow just switch lives with him, just to know what it's like. Then why don't you just use that switch lives just to know what it's like go microfire thing in Belt Last Tuesday? What a brilliant idea! Your parents must have been like hot computer or something. Now let's see here. No. 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 Aha! Well, I hate to leave you, Karen, but you know what they say. A rolling stone gathers no algae. Neptune above. What happened last night? And of course, Plankton wakes up as Mr. Plankton, uh, owner of the Krusty Krab. Um, this, this first few seconds after the transition, I think, is one of my favorite parts yeah. of the episode. It's again one of those just like tiny clips, uh-huh. but it's him picking up a picture of him and Pearl yeah. that's on his desk, and he's yeah. like, Plankton is like being shot up on the water through her blowhole and he's just like wearing this little red and white striped uh-huh. uh, swimsuit and he's yeah. just looking so happy yeah. and I just think that's adorable uh-huh. <laughs> that's so funny there's so much like observational subtle humor even just in plankton's voice like you know the, the obvious way to deliver like the holographic meatloaf line would be like oh what's this today holographic but he does it in such like an understatement what do we have here Oh, 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 holographic meatloaf, you know, and then goes into like, I don't know if it's like the Flintstones or what it is, but it's like such a tired TV trope of like, well, his wife acts this way and his kids are this way, you know, but it's just like the Flintstones. Yeah, it's like comparing Uh himself to to Barney and Barney. Yeah. 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 So just so freaking funny. Um and then this was the second Calvin and Hobbes moment I had. The uh, I can't remember the first half of the name, but the um, just switch lives with each other. Omographier is like a very like transmogrifier type Calvin and Hobbes like uh, sentence. But because I was mm-hmm. curious if they were going to say um, um, a nator, this is very like niche uh, animation. I don't know, but like. That's why we got the podcast. Yeah, this is, uh-huh. this inside is baseball or whatever. Yeah. It's not inside baseball because I'm not in animation. But anyway, uh, one of the co-creators of Phineas and Ferb worked on uh, SpongeBob. He did not work on this episode because I thought at first, like, oh, is this him? Because it just seems like something that Do- Dr. Doofenshmirtz would make up or whatever. But mm-hmm. anyway, so the switch lives with each other, Omographer is very, very funny. Um, and then, of course, it's just like... 
the dialogue and like the gags of him like taking a sip of his soda before he continues falling through like the Doctor Who vortex. It's like so over the top stupid. Like it's beyond stupid. Like they're the writers are aware of how stupid it is. Even like you know, it would be enough that he'd be like, his daughter's practically the size of a whale would be like stupid enough. But then all he follows it up with basically the exact same joke. Like your parents must have been like computers or something. (laughs) It's like, they have to know that like these lines don't work, you know? So anyway, but then they do like, they do exactly. I don't get, Uh I don't get it either. Yeah. They work in a very like, yeah, it's like a Will Ferrell SNL type, like Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny. And then you're like, this is a groaner, but you just commit to it to the point that it comes back to funny again, more funny than it was to begin with. So, and some of my favorite humor is like humor that's so dumb that it's funny. It's like, yes, exactly. They're funny. It's, Uh I don't know. You can't really explain it. It's just, it is dumb and it is funny. Those things aren't mutually exclusive. (laughs) Exactly. Uh And this episode just like thrives on that. It commits to Mm -hmm. every stupid premise that it comes up with. But yeah. yeah. The only other Um, note I had on this scene was just what happened last night was a very funny hangover joke to me. But that is a very funny hangover joke. And especially Mm -hmm. because just before he was like grabbing a beer out of the fridge (laughs) and then he wakes up. Yeah. So like, who knows what happened between (laughs) him sitting out of the table and Uh waking up at at his desk and the Krusty Krab. But it's interesting. Why, why is it still the Krusty Krab? Why is it still the the Krabby Patty? Like if it's plankton, it could have been, that could have been, that should have been the chum bucket. Right. Right, Or like something more appetizing because he's the, he's the big man now. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't uh-huh. just like consistency, I guess, with right. the Krabby Patty. Right. I don't know. It yeah, I had the exact same thought and I just assumed it, it was also along the lines of like so stupid it's funny. And that like yeah. there is zero reason for it to be called the Krusty Krab, but they just like accept the rules so much of just all that had changed was they switched lives that yep. they're like, Well, of course, he he would he's the boss of the Krusty Krab, like nothing else would yeah. change, you know. So <laughs> something that yeah. cracked me up though was when he was like looking at his outfit, he's wearing Mr. Krabs' outfit and he's yeah. just like describing it as corporate oh, casual. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wrote that down. <laughs> corporate casual. Yeah, corporate and casual. he's like so excited about it. Like, yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> It was just so ironic because he goes from not wearing right. any clothes to then wearing right. wearing clothes, and he's so like he could just do it. that. He could just go get clothes, but I love it. Yep. Is this also the scene where he is talking about needing to perform a bun inspection? Yes. Because again, that just like has me in <laughs> yeah, stitches. Yeah, yeah. I'm laughing so hard out of a bun inspection, uh-huh. and then he's like romancing the yeah. Krabby Patties, and they just straight up look yeah. like buns, like the way that they put the two Krabby Patties uh-huh. together. It looks like right. a butt. <laughs> you can tell it's very on purpose that there's two of them. There's no reason that there would be two totally. of them. He didn't right. need two. No, he could have just had one uh-huh. Krabby Patty, but that doesn't make yeah. for as interesting right. visuals. Like, right. You just associate two of them together uh-huh. as a butt, and that's way more funny. I love, funny. too, that they are, like, the detailed paintings of Krabby Patties, too. Yeah. Especially when he's scurrying across, like, the floor. It just looks like two JPEGs. It's just like a butt playing yeah. across uh-huh. the paper. Not across the paper, across yeah, yeah, yeah. the floor. Uh-huh. It's so funny. Yep. The, the level okay. of, like, art direction in this episode is so impressive. Like, even just him, like, looking through the window of his office door out at everyone, and they draw his own reflection and have it slightly blurred. And, and like slightly transparent it's just like the level of detail that they didn't have to do for like an 11 minute cartoon is so impressive but yeah yeah but then they still did totally. it which is why it's mm-hmm. impressive like the total dedication to making this show the best uh-huh. it could be yeah SpongeBob? 
What do you want? Well, it's just that it's Tuesday again, sir, and I was wondering if I could have my... Uh, my... Uh, weekly performance review. Review? Oh, yes, please, sir, please. But I've never reviewed anything. Except for those foreign exercise videos my cousin sent me. Oh, please, sir! I want to make you so happy and proud! Ugh, you're doing fine. Now leave me to my work. But, sir... I thought I sent you away, Cretan. But, sir, there's got to be something I need to improve on. Anything! All right, the sauce. <sighs> what? The sauce. I don't know. You're using too much sauce, okay? Review's over. Uh, 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 what? Uh, 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 What's the matter with you? All I said was a little too much sauce. It's no big deal, really. What do you want from me? A promotion? A, pro a promotion? A promotion? Uh, sure, kid. You're uh, you're on register now. Uh, register. Glad that's over. I love that scene so much. Just that. Uh -huh. The intro of it when <laughs> Plankton is talking about how he's never reviewed anything except yeah. for was it the foreign exercise videos his cousin uh -huh. sent? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny, and again, something that completely went over my head as a kid because right. I'm like, what are foreign exercise videos? Right. What is what is a weird cousin? You know, uh -huh. like. Yeah, it's entirely just dialogue, like non sequitur. Like, I yeah. think in my kid brain, I just assume like he's just muttering something to himself, like grown ups do, and just like thought nothing <laughs> beyond so that, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's so good. And then SpongeBob's face, I think, yeah. when he's just he's receiving like, <laughs> the harsh. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that part. Uh -huh. It just is very, it just makes me think of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. And which is also uh -huh. funny, but that, that style yeah. that his face is drawn in, like they didn't have to do that. It just uh -huh. adds so much to it. Uh huh. And then his delivery on a, promo, a, a, promo, a promotion, <laughs> like it's like so like a kid that's like overwhelmed yep. and can't talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so or, funny. Like you just got done crying and you, you're trying to recover, yeah. but you can't. You're oh just, my like, gosh. Out, broken up. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we had an episode that Morgan was on where um, they go on strike <laughs> and uh, Spongebob didn't realize that it, that would entail him getting fired and maybe the funniest line delivery in all of Spongebob he's like sobbing and like very subtle like you would almost miss it he delivers like <laughs> I think I'm gonna be sick <laughs> like so much like a kid that's been crying so hard that they literally are about to throw up <laughs> like so anyway that I would uh, recommend if anybody missed that episode of the podcast it's worth listening to both yeah, for hearing Spongebob deliver that and for hearing how hard Morgan laughs after that. But but yeah, Spongebob's so like good. eagerness and earnestness and this is so funny. And it's so clever that immediately as uh, Plankton is now Mr. Krabs, um, he's immediately bombarded with all of the hardships that Mr. Krabs has. And like one of them is like, it made me appreciate Mr. Krabs more like, Basically, it's almost as if it's like setting up like it takes a unique person to be able to be loved by SpongeBob as much as Mr. Krabs <laughs> is like it's like almost it's like so exhausting to have somebody so excited to work for you, you know. Like, and just the weight of responsibility. I think it's like a, a different uh -huh. portrayal of the difference between being an adult and being a kid. Yeah. Like when you're a kid, you just can't wait to be a grown up. But when you're uh -huh. a grown up, you're like, ah, shoot, this isn't always as fun as I thought it was going to totally. be. <laughs> like, uh -huh. oh man, I have to pay taxes. I have to schedule my own doctor's right. appointment. Like, uh -huh. this 
Yeah. Uh-huh. It's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. I think part of, part of the allure of the show for me is that <laughs> my parents wouldn't allow me to behave like that when I was a kid. Yeah. Like if, if you're throwing a tantrum, they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> you're not going to do that. Yeah. But I'd be able to just watch, watch it unfold for SpongeBob, even though he's like supposed right. to be a man, he like right. lives by himself, goes uh-huh. to work, but then right. he still acts like a, a toddler. Uh-huh. It's just this like kind of released as a kid. It's like, right. I, I just want to be able to have a meltdown sometimes. Totally. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Or it, like gives adults permission that we don't have to have it all together all the time too. Right. Uh-huh. It, yeah. And it, it's yeah, funny. Maybe like, I'm reading too deeply into SpongeBob's psyche, but like. No, I don't think you are. I think it's very intentional. Like he is supposed to be this gray between because SpongeBob, the character is sort of based on like Charlie Chaplin type characters where it's like they are an adult but all their sensibilities are like a kid, you know? And depending on the necessities of the episode, they become more or less kiddish. And this episode Mm -hmm. is very, like, he's toddler level, you know, (laughs) like, immature. Um, He's like doing what we all want to do sometimes when things uh don't go our way. It's like, I want to have a meltdown, but that's not socially acceptable (laughs) outside of the King's Bottom. (laughs) Right. And and it's like Plankton is seeing somebody else, like some other, like, husband or whatever, wishing that he was them. But then now that he's in that place, it's like, Mr. Krabs is almost in a sense like a a dad to SpongeBob and Plankton uh-huh. doesn't know how to interact with kids. Like, yep. and so he literally is just like, I don't know, like just gives him whatever <laughs> he wants so that he'll leave. And it's just and like, with Earl too. he does that exactly. with Earl and she hates it too. Like uh-huh. she has a meltdown as well. Uh-huh. And honestly, <laughs> it's the toddler. same thing with Squidward where he's just like yeah. trying to put band-aids over the whole situation. Yeah. Squidward is like the teen who's too cool and wants right. his personal space, doesn't want to be bothered by uh-huh. other people's problems. But then right. the, yeah, SpongeBob and Pearl are like his Mr. Krabs' little kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's a perfect transition. Uh, uh, he makes SpongeBob co-cashier. There's a cute little exchange where Squidward's like, do you remember what we talked about with personal space? <laughs> but now uh, SpongeBob's like, no, this is my new job, and points to his little name tag that says co-cashier, um, mm-hmm. and Squidward is having none of it. You can't do this to me, Mr. Plankton. If you think I'm going to stand out there all day listening to... <laughs> <laughs> then you must have coral wedged in your frontal lobe. So what do you want me to do about it? I'd like my view to be a little less yellow, if you know what I mean. Hope you like gray. <laughs> hey, Squidward, I can see you through this little window. Now, no more intrusions. I'd like to begin writing the memoirs of my success story, so everyone just stay the... Daddy! Um, an advance on my allowance. If it'll get you out of my antenna. Go crazy. One dollar? You hate me! Me? You think this is funny? In a cosmic sort of way, yes. Well, Mr. Funny Man, is this how you get your sick kicks? What? It's just an ordinary crabby... Oh, my goodness! Squidward! Oh, my gosh. It's impossible to decide what the funniest line of the episode is, but that might be the funniest, like, delivery. Oh, my goodness! It's, like, so, like, hearty and from, like, the bottom of his chest, like... (laughs) 
he's genuinely so shocked and uh-huh. appalled at what he's looking at the nasty patty <laughs> uh-huh. and that i oh my gosh i it's hard to use it in conversation but i always want to use it in conversation do you think this is funny well, in a cosmic sort of way, yes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Oh, it's so good. Also, shout out. I, I almost made you spit your LaCroix out at the. I did, yeah. Or SpongeBob did, rather. His. His you're crazy if I'm going to ah, listen to. Ah, 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 ah. And then he gets a second mouth. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, took a, uh, I took a sip of, of it at the wrong time, uh, but it's all right. I yeah. recovered. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just the tonal change of Plankton's yeah. voice. It's like, I genuinely want to be that expressive <laughs> when I see something shocking or disturbing. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and he's really good at keeping his cool, too. Like, even yeah, just so like. Good. The way that he's like, uh, you know, when Pearl shows up, like, just tell daddy what you want. Like, he's not like, what's going on? He's like, of course, I'm your father, you know? Um, And then just his like, like everything's falling apart around him and that he would just be able to coolly respond like, well, in a cosmic sort of way I do, you know, like. It's like the meme then, where yeah. the dog is like sitting in a burning house yes. and says, this is fine. Everything's fine. Exactly. It's exactly that. That uh-huh. is exactly what's happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. He really is oddly like the adult of the episode. Like, <laughs> and he's the audience surrogate of like, it actually would be quite terrifying to live in Bikini Bottom, like, and be a normal person in this, in this world. But yeah. Yep. It's, it's ironic. He goes from like being that little kid who got mm. caught in the act of doing something wrong to now he's the grown up with, uh-huh. the, with the money and the belt. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I, I never watched Family Guy growing up and I haven't seen that much of it, but there's mm-hmm. something about P- Plankton's like, vocal delivery in this episode that feels very family guy in that it's like absurdist and you have like brian the dog just like very dryly like the voice they're going for is like as normal of an adult as possible you know like mm-hmm. yeah there's something the brilliant dead, about kind of it the, the level delivery of, yeah. of everything but then uh-huh. it, it makes it even funnier when he breaks that way right. <laughs> exactly the nasty patty yeah. it just oh makes it so goodness. much funnier <laughs> It's great for memes. It's a wonderful meme format. The reveal of, oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> it's so genuine. But we get a, like another one very similar to that in um, two clips from now. But, or no, the next clip? I don't know. But anyway. Is that the, the What the Barnacle? Uh, well, no. So I guess there's there's two more, but I, I won't uh, yeah, reveal what it is. But, yeah. But okay, yeah. okay. So SpongeBob, um, he. he Tells he all of a sudden hears from off screen SpongeBob's voice. I tried, Mr. Plankton, um, and then goes into his uh, final breakdown. Oh, what now? A customer ordered a medium soda and I gave him a large. I gave him a large. I've soiled the good crusty crab name. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. I command you to stop that. Stop that and return to your post. Where's the off button on this thing? Okay, Daddy. I've decided I'm going to run away. Run away and find a new Daddy. Make it stop. Did I say the secret word? No, sir. He's back. Who's back? What? What was that? Man, your station's run away. around here somewhere. There he goes! What? Who? Where? Somebody tell me! 
Some say he crawled out from the lowest trench in the ocean. He's the saltiest of all the sea dogs. He's the most hated creature in Bikini Bottom. And he's finally got a Krabby Patty! <laughs> Krabs? What the barnacle is going on here? It's your arch competitor, Krabs. His goal in life is to steal a Krabby Patty and ruin our restaurant. That's terrible. Yeah. But the worst part of it is... Good grief, he's naked! <laughs> that was the line I was referring to. Yeah. Good <laughs> grief, he's naked. It's so silly how they're just describing the premise of the show SpongeBob SquarePants, and there's like his. And then his... Plankton agrees that that's terrible, exactly. and SpongeBob is just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so funny. So it is so funny. Mm-hmm. But I just like when when SpongeBob is beating himself up for giving yeah. giving the customer so... a large instead of a medium. Uh-huh. I I resonate on a personal level with that uh-huh. kind of. Like yeah. beating myself up if I do something or say something. Uh-huh. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. It right. means nothing in the grand scheme of things. That person was probably pumped. They got a large right. instead of a medium. But the fact that I did something wrong, I'm going to lose sleep <laughs> over it at night. Uh-huh. Like, I just, yeah, I relate to SpongeBob and just that right. kind of anxiety he carries right. around pleasing people sometimes. Uh-huh. Not sometimes, most of the time. And um, that the difference between a medium and a large is like, they t- didn't even lose profit. Like it's right. like a difference of like ten cents <laughs> for it's the just owners. Beat themselves up over right. it. I think is I think telling a story on a larger scale of like the uh-huh. absurdity of feeling anxious sometimes. Right. Like you don't always need to. Mm-hmm. You don't always need to do things perfectly. Right. Like that's not how it works. But just yeah, it tells uh-huh. so much about SpongeBob's character that he just cares about other people so much. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Beating stuff up over a large soda. Uh huh. Well, even you describing that, it reminds me, I forgot to shout this out earlier in the episode. Um, but, oh, what does he say when he first goes into his, um, uh, uh, Mr. Krabs or uh, Mr. Plankton's office? He says, um, like he wants his weekly review. Uh, Plankton yeah. hasn't ever reviewed anything other than the exercise foreign exercise videos my cousin sent me but then he's like please and he says there has to be something i can improve on uh Mm -hmm. and it just reminded me so much of being a graphic designer and especially (laughs) being a graphic designer in college presenting in front of your peers and being like what do you think they're like it's it's great it's really good and you're like no please tell me there's gotta be something something make me cry exactly (laughs) and then and then you can give the the feedback of like well the reds are a little bit like faded and they're like, I shouldn't even be in this profession. Like they're just like, so beat up about it. I remember one time I felt so bad. I, for a class project, somebody um, like it was, I can't remember what we were making logos for, but someone had a logo and I was trying to tell him that I really liked it. And I was like, it kind of looks like the guitar hero font. And then he got so like crestfallen and you could just see all the joy fall from his face. And then he looked up the logo and then was like, it's the same logo. I don't know how I accidentally made the guitar hero logo. And I was like, no, no, I meant like, it's really good. He's like, no, it's, I'm just going to have to start it over. I'm like, no, dude, don't start it. It's like really good. You just need to. And he, I was just like trying so hard to like give him a compliment, but. So anyway. Yeah, it happens more often than you'd think, where you just yeah. you don't even intend to make. And it's hard with design, where it's like, what's right. the saying that everything new has already been made under the sun? Like, right, right. Uh-huh. It's, so, it's yeah. so hard to make something that's entirely unique. It's impossible. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that just happened to me recently with a client, where I like 
I made a, one of my logo propositions and she's like, that looks like the Wired logo, yeah. you know, like Wired magazine. And then uh-huh. I went and looked, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's totally right. And I didn't right. even mean to. Right, like, right, it's embarrassing. Right. Totally. It's embarrassing yeah. for some reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, I can also anyway. relate to SpongeBob's like, I soiled it, you know, just <laughs> yeah. inconsolable. Yeah. Like, that's my personality. That's like me type. after I receive harsh feedback. I just right. like, uh-huh. I there and I'm just like, I yeah. feel it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It is again really and silly. again and again. Me yeah, and it my, is silly. My ENFJ tendencies. Not that only A, not that only ENFJs and B, not to get into the Myers Briggs. I'm not trying to have an in-depth. Yeah, I was thinking about that and I was thinking, should I bring up the fact of the, like what Enneagram type I am that I relate so much right. to SpongeBob? And it's like, I'm a two. <laughs> I just, oh, I yeah, love, yeah. I love uh-huh. helping people, pleasing other yeah. people. Uh-huh. It, it's hard. It's hard. Want, so do I you think, think SpongeBob, SpongeBob is a two? two? You think so? Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's a helper? I think, I mean, yeah, I think so. I think, um, helper, what am maybe I? the perfectionist. He, yeah. You know, I am a four. Which is like the like feeler, the creative and the individualist. Yes, Mm -hmm. I think I'm a four wing three, Um, which Which is the achiever. Right. Uh huh. You know them a lot better than me. I I I only know what I am. But uh (laughs) my mother in law is very into them. Oh right. Um, And so I've learned, I think, just from conversations with her, and just Uh obviously Google. Like I, it's Uh interesting. Totally. Yeah. Morgan got super into them, uh, like the year before we got married. Um, Mm -hmm. She's an eight, if anybody is wondering. Um, And she was convinced when she hated it. The challenger. Yes, she's very much the challenger. That's Um, cool. I love her for it. Challenger. Yeah, Yeah, I want to be the challenger. uh Yeah, it's great having her in my life because I am not a challenger at all. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but when she first read a book on it, I can't remember what the book was, but it was basically like like her friend her roommate gave it to her and was like just read through um the chapters and see if there's one that you relate to um and the first chapter was the eight and the first paragraph was like i put eight at the front of the book because i know if you don't find yourself right away you'll stop reading this book <laughs> morgan was like holy crap that's me you know so anyway so then she got super into it and was like trying mm-hmm. to pin what i wasn't stuff. so part of me feels like spongebob could be a four but i think that's maybe just because i'm the four you know but but you're probably right he is he is the helper he does have a deep appreciation for for like the beauty the of nature, right? Maybe he's the loyalist too. He's so. What Which is that? one is that? I think that's a six. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Maybe I don't know. It could be. Would you say that Mr. Krabs is probably a three? The achiever. Oh yeah. 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 He would have to be. Uh huh. You know what? I bet Squidward is the four. Squidward he's, is an you're, unhealthy you're four. Yeah. Uh huh. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, anyway, listeners, write in yeah. to spongebspamrobots.com <laughs> and tell us what Enneagram you think that the different characters are. I actually am yeah, really... I bet, that sounds I, fun. That's a fun exercise. I wonder, do you think Sandy is a three or maybe she's an eight? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, honestly, what if... So, obviously, Patrick, I think, would be a seven, right. which is the um, like fun, outgoing one. What's the name of that one? Mm, the, I can't remember. It's like being, I don't want to offend anybody if I get right. it wrong. The I'm loser. Like, Just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, doing it. Like seven yeah. Enneagram is the, <laughs> what's it called? It just says type seven. Um, <laughs> oh, they're the, the, enthu- the enthusiast. The enthusiast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the busy variety seeking type. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Pinky For, up. Yeah. That's just one of those sentence enhancers. He's very worldly. 
He's you know? very worldly. And yeah. yeah, he's just always down for a good time doing mm-hmm. whatever, whenever, kicking play back. Hooky. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. play hooky. Yeah. Uh, as far as Sandy goes, I think, hmm. She's certainly an achiever. She's very self-confident. I don't know if she's a challenger, though. Um, maybe she's maybe she's a five, the investigator. You know, she always she's I don't know, or maybe she's a one, the perfectionist. Right. Like she's got her yeah. freedom, and it, she likes right. it the way she likes it. Right. But even that she has the tree dome, it it is because she's investigating like bikini bottom and like doing research on the ecology and stuff, you know. Yeah. So that would uh-huh. be five. I only know that because Thad, Thad, my husband, he's five. Oh, I, right. I only say yeah. my husband because it's like I don't know who's listening, but oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thad is Thad uh-huh. Thad is a five, yeah. Right. The right. investigator. He's always like on Google Maps, like researching right. where things yeah, are. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Very big in research. Well, yeah, maybe that is Sandy because I would explain both her inquisitive side, but then also she's super into finding the next extreme sport to do and stuff like that. And, yeah. yeah. Anyway, fun, fun I, I, I literally back. just said <laughs> we're not going into that and then just went further into <laughs> we it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, speaking of um, abrupt, sudden transitions and endings, mm-hmm. um, let's jump into this last clip. Uh, Mr. Krabs very triumphantly yells, Clothe me if you can. And <laughs> I love that, you know, they have the character trait of stealing being evil, stealing the Krabby Patty, but it's never been a thing that Plankton is like, I am nude and that's my character trait. But for some reason, when they flip lives, they make that like, that's like the core of his character is like, you know, clothe me if you can. And SpongeBob is going to aggressively try and put clothes on him. Anyway. So I think it's uh, because of his size. Honestly, it's like, yeah, it's like more (laughs) offensive. Yeah. It's more obvious that he's naked. If he's wearing Plankton's Uh attire, which is nothing like Plankton, it's not really obvious because he's so small and he's just like this little pill shape. Whereas Mr. Krabs takes up more space than Plankton. And it's quite obvious that he's not wearing any clothes. Uh So they just like wanted to play up that factor. Yeah. And I'm glad they did. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is the last clip. Nick, knack, the patty's back. You did it, Mr. Plankton. Victory screech. Enjoy your victory screech, Plankton, because someday the Krabby Patty formula will be mine. You'll never get this formula, you twisted fiend. Oh, but I will, even if I have to come back tomorrow. And the next day, 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 and the next day. Phone call, Mr. Plankton. And the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. It's not worth it! It's just not worth it! <laughs> Goodbye, everyone! I'll remember you all in therapy! Uh, holographic meatloaf? My favorite! And then we get our uh, happy ending, our uh, It's a Wonderful Life, Aldling yeah. signed ask ending. A little bit Wizard of Oz, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh (laughs) 
but yeah. No, it does feel very, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Um, uh, without the near death experience, but right. uh, yeah. <laughs> or the realization that everybody loves him. It's more just like, this is just terrible living this way, you know? But, That's so true. Karen doesn't love him. <laughs> right. Uh huh. It's not like he wished that it, he didn't exist. It's just, yeah. But. But yeah, there's just so think, many good lines in this episode. Yeah, the, ther- the therapy line at uh-huh. the end. It's like yeah. the best for last for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bye, everyone. I'll remember you all in therapy. <laughs> I, I need to start using that in conversation more. It's a, it's a good way to say goodbye to people, yeah, especially even if, if you've got a volatile totally friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or uh, not even. It's like almost funnier if you're just right. like catching up with friends and then you end right. the Zoom call and you're like, goodbye, everyone. I'll remember you all in therapy. And then you just like end, end your call. <laughs> it's even funnier for Zoom because Zoom is so difficult to say goodbye. That would be an Maybe epic way to just abruptly end a call. like. And then it's ironic because you hop on with your therapist also on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, goodbye, everyone. I'll remember you all in therapy. And oh, then, hello, therapist. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And the victory screech is so classic. And so this was the point where I was like, holy crap, there are a dozen classic lines in this because they uh-huh. do the victory ske- screech. And then immediately after, um, I'm going to get you, even if it's tomorrow or the next day. And the next and the day, next I'm day. like, that's this episode too. <laughs> no! Every line that I remember from SpongeBob is in this one and episode. This one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then, then one like super just understated line that I forgot to shout out earlier that's just tickled me um, is when SpongeBob, his clothing cannon finally hits uh, Mr. Krabs. And Mr. Krabs says, Oh, well, at least it's underwire. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Like he's like, this is accept- this is an acceptable loss. It's just underwire. So anyway, um, do you know, yeah. do you know what that means now? Because you don't wear bras. Um, <laughs> I can elaborate. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay, I thought under- I did, but now I realize that I don't. But it essentially yeah. is a bra that has underwire under it. Yeah, and it's supposed to be more comfortable, but it's still uh, not. Oh, oh is that bra- what the joke is? That it's like. Yeah. Oh, that's bras so funny. Bras aren't comfortable, but at yeah. least it's underwire. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's even that's way funnier. So I just assumed that because I was like, it's a stupid joke either way. I assumed it was like, well, it's just underwear. At least they didn't put like a shirt or pants on me. No, underwire, but, like W I R E. Well, I knew that bra. he said underwire, oh, yeah. but I assumed that he said it because like, oh well, they can't say bra on Nickelodeon or whatever, you know. <laughs> but no, that's so much funnier and yeah. extra funny that like. No kid would ever get that. Like, how does Mr. Krabs know that? That's why yeah. it's funny too. It's uh-huh. like this grumpy, grumpy old man. How does he yeah. know what an underwire bra wow. is? That might be the most <laughs> epic non sequitur in all of SpongeBob. That is so funny. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Nice. I'm glad you brought that back up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what did you think of this last scene? Um, I love it. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I just, I just love it. Knick knack, the patty's back. <laughs> What the barnacle is going on here? Yeah. Uh-huh. He is. He's the only adult in the room. He's like, this is insane. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, I love it. Uh-huh. So do we do we end this episode by doing a victory screech? Oh gosh, I've there's been a couple times where I tried making funny noises on the podcast and they just ended in embarrassment. <laughs> Namely, when I in passing told um, Sarah Wadka that I could bark like a dog, and she's like, "Well, well, actually." This is like the fourth time I've said this on the podcast, so I'll keep it brief. You but... want to do it again? That's why you keep bringing it up. You want <laughs> I know to it's because yourself. I'm so mortified by it. Um, uh, wait, 
No, you wouldn't have been there. Um, at Iowa State, Aaron Draplin came and spoke one time, and he's like my graphic design hero. He designed mm-hmm. field notes and all that, you know. And and he like su- he lives I knew in that Portland. he was. Yeah, he does. He lives in Portland. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, shouts out to the uh, West Coast. Yeah, uh, if Aaron Draplin is listening to this, what's yeah. up? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm sure that he does. Yeah, Portland, the Portland of the. I almost said West Midwest, Coast. the mid, yeah, the Midwest coast, the West coast, the eat the Western seaboard. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I knew that he was going to be like given like a sort of a Ted talk type thing that night, but then he surprised <laughs> her a class and the professor was like, surprise, uh, Aaron Draplin's actually going to teach our class today. And I was That's like, amazing. holy crap, this is my hero. And it was like, I was so excited. And like, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. Like I have to, so anyway, they like, were like introduce yourself and say a fun fact about you. And so my fun fact was that I could bark like a dog. Because I tried to pick the most obscure thing that I could most confidently do. And then I totally like choked and then like was not able to do it. Um, And it was incredibly embarrassing. So then Sarah, um, she was like, well, let's hear it. And then I was like, I don't know. And she's like, come on. And then I tried again and then also choked that time. So you can bark like a dog when under no pressure. Got it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cool. I know. Part of me is like, (laughs) I have to bark so that. Chandler and the listeners understand, but I can't. You can anyway. do it right now if you feel implied or not yeah. implied. If you feel compelled. Implied. But implied. <laughs> if <laughs> you feel words? so implied. What does that mean? <laughs> if you would be so <laughs> kind to infer as <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, um, you can do it now or right. it, and if it doesn't go well, you can cut it out. It's entirely up to you. I know. Well, that's what I did with Sarah and, and no one was the wiser because then I brought it up again when I had my friend Paul Haddish on because I went to high school with him and I was just like, Paul, do you remember that I can bark like a dog? And he's like, yes. I'm like, okay, that's all I needed to hear Uh, more for the listeners. And then when my friend Rhiannon Overby was on a few weeks ago, I was like, I can't, I think that episode had something to do with being embarrassed in front of your hero too. And I was like, do you remember when Aaron Draplin came? And she immediately was like, oh man, Sam, that was so embarrassing. And it was like the worst. (laughs) So I was like, you just, you expect like, I'll share kind of like a self-deprecating story. And then your friend will be like, no, no one remembers it. It's not that bad. Yeah. (laughs) And Rihanna was like, oh, I guarantee he remembers that. That was so embarrassing, Sam. So. So anyway, how did that you, come up? So, do you want to redeem yourself right now? I don't know how that. Oh, because we were going to maybe do a victory screech. And then oh, you that's went. right. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm like, no, I can't. I'm. It's not worth the risk. Just Respect doing the old man impression time. is like uh, vulnerable mm-hmm. enough for. You, you check the box. We're yeah, fine. I just I have kind of like the froggy voice at the end of the day. <laughs> and especially after like an hour of podcasting and 30 minutes of pre-podcasting. I'm like, so. What is pre-podcasting? <laughs> That that's oh, the forty that's minutes awesome. we spent not talking yeah. about SpongeBob, <laughs> continuing to say we should start talking about SpongeBob at some point. Uh, yeah, so. we've we've blown past our our time allotment that I we know, were going to uh-huh. be doing. Okay, so um, we will take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will jump into SpongeGuard on duty. SpongeBob will be right back on Nickelodeon. Spongeheads, now available for the first time ever on DVD. It's the complete SpongeBob SquarePants second season. Log on to Nick.com slash shop or call the number on your screen to order yours. Yeah! 
This spunchtacular season two box set comes in its own special edition three-disc pineapple packaging. Three DVDs featuring 40 spunchtastic episodes from the second season, including Bubble Buddy, Band Geeks, and Frank and Doodle. Plus tons of seaworthy special features. Listen to commentary from the SpongeBob animation team. View original animation storyboards. Take the SpongeBob trivia challenge and read along while you watch with our SpongeBob script viewer. And best of the Sponge Booty, each box set comes with a free ticket to the SpongeBob SquarePants movie in theaters this November. A value of up to $10.50. This movie is not yet rated. To get this exclusive offer now, log on to nick.com slash shop or call the number on your screen and get a treasure's worth of SpongeBob SquarePants for just $34.99 plus shipping and handling. You must be 18 or older to order or log on. Now back to more SpongeBob on Nickelodeon. Lagoon, where the sun is hot and the sunbathers are oh so cool. <laughs> what a beautiful day. You said it, pal. Can you believe that, son? I could look <laughs> at it all day. Uh, Patrick? What? Nothing. So, how's that tan coming? Uh, I don't know. Let me check. Looking good. How's yours? Just a minute. Ah! I could have sworn I was laying on my back. <laughs> Larry, 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 Larry. Hey, it's Larry the lifeguard. Mr. Lifeguard, can I feel your muscle? Sure. Don't scratch the paint. Lifeguard, how's the tip edge? Gnarly, dudes. All right. Yeah. Lifeguard, can you point out the snack bar? Right over there. But you guys are way too old and unsightly for my beach, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> so polite. <laughs> Just like we raised him. <laughs> what a guy. Oh, man. Okay, we are back for the episode SpongeGuard on Duty. This episode was written by Jay Lender, Sam Henderson, and Mark O'Hare. And also released March twenty second, two thousand two. I, it's so funny. There's so much at the start. I'm just sitting here giggling. It I was know. Great the from the beginning. Uh huh. The <laughs> French narrator at the beginning, just yeah. like selling you on where you are. Yeah. What does he say? <laughs> where the sun is hot and the sunbathers are oh so cool. Oh, so cool. And then it's just on the two least cool people. And then Patrick. <laughs> this is so. It was so obvious, but I didn't realize his line until listening to it just now that he, he, they're like man that sun sure feels nice yeah i could look at it all day just like i knew that he was like staring into the sun but i did i missed him say like yeah i could look at it all day it's just yeah and, and his eyes was, are like shriveled up raisins uh-huh. <laughs> it just and then it made me think of don't look which is a reference to someone looking in the sun. It doesn't matter who. Um, but yeah, so this <laughs> opening is like so freaking funny. Um, when I was a kid, Patrick looking in his trunks and seeing his butt, I <laughs> lost my freaking mind when I was a kid. Like there are some things that I just like, you know, they still get a hearty laugh out of me, but I just remember like 
like just like my ribs hurting laughing so hard when i was like eight watching this episode and then and that, just the fact that he scared himself like yeah. by seeing his butt like it wouldn't be nearly he's, as funny if he didn't like yell ah! like, he's like he traumatized <laughs> like it's literally becomes for a split second it's body horror it's literal like body horror of like he's traumatized and scared that something horrendous has happened in the first 30 seconds of this cartoon and then that he like over explains the joke out loud like oh i could have sworn i was laying on my back and then they both like like laugh like you know how that happens yeah as one does you know as one does yeah Uh accidentally lays on their on their stomach rather than their back exactly Mm -hmm. this opening is brilliant um Mm -hmm. again kind of tying it back to what we said in the first episode about um old people in this show (laughs) where's the snack Larry's interaction with yeah. the old people who clearly he, raised him. I like, know that's the best reveal, and he tells them where the snack bar is too. So he nice. lets them so, know so nice. it's he's over so there. Nice. But unfortunately, like, you two are too old and unsightly uh, for my beach. Yeah, like can <laughs> you imagine like knowing that you're gonna ask them to leave, but letting them know where the thing is that they're trying to get it's to? The thing that you can't have. Yeah, get exactly. Out of here. Uh, and it's just the freaking reveal of like just how we raise them is the funniest understated <laughs> like so polite. yeah just yep, how we I raised him yeah i love it mm-hmm. yeah you're way um, too old and unsightly for this speech <laughs> then also just the irony of the sunscreen on on larry's nose i think yeah. that's this is the first time we're introduced to that being like the right. lifeguard thing right and it just like the saying, it's just so ironic that he's a lobster. That a lobster yeah. is a lifeguard because there's that saying that if you get sunburnt, you're red uh-huh. as a lobster. Yeah. He's the lifeguard. He's super red everywhere, but his right. nose. <laughs> That's so clever. That's a, such a good point. Because I, I had noticed in, I can't remember if he first appears in the episode, Muscle Bob, Buff Pants. I think he actually first appears <laughs> in um, Ripped Pants, um, both oh, Goo yeah. Lagoon episodes, um, and both episodes about. Uh, SpongeBob faking his um, uh, like physical abilities to impress Sandy. Um, Yeah. yeah, yeah. uh (laughs) But so he's always like contrasted with uh, Larry the lobster because he's just huge. And it's just so genius how he's so similar in design to Mr. Krabs. And yet like they, they use like geometric shapes so well in the show um, Mm -hmm. in that like, spongebob is just like this uh, literally a square like he's like such a nerd you know (laughs) and then mr krabs you know even like uh, speaking of how unsightly his body is when he's not wearing clothes he's like a triangle so it just feels Mm -hmm. like someone who's just continued to gain weight like outward you know um Mm -hmm. and larry though he is like the same design he's like the inverse where he he's also a triangle but upside down and like he's buff yeah. yeah, and he's he's got just these incredibly broad shoulders, and then like it's so clever how they use his claws to look like the person who has just like ungodly large like forearms, you know? <laughs> like he's just like so incredibly, yeah. yeah. But I, I, you're totally right in that like his redness lends so well to like he's at the beach all the time. Um, which I never put together until just now. But when I was mm-hmm. a kid, after seeing this episode, I definitely thought like oh, that's a thing that I didn't know about lifeguards. They all have sunscreen on their nose. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many years it just stuck with me of like, every lifeguard has that. That's just a rule that I didn't know about in the grown-up world. But 
sunscreen yeah. ice cream. It's mm-hmm. clearly interchangeable in this episode. I but, know. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, so in between uh, this and the next one, um, I just also have to shout out SpongeBob. He imagines what it would be like to be a lifeguard. And we, of course, that's where we see the the s- super real stiff real yeah. life mascot. It's just, just so stupid attest, and I've funny. I've seen one of those in person and yep. they move just as stiffly as stiff and awkwardly as, as this. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it might be the same person. Who knows? They it, hired this. They hired this. Right. Not even the same costume. The exact same person on the inside uh, from Six Flags. Yeah. <laughs> They flew him from wherever you are in. I actually don't know where Six Flags is. It doesn't matter. Okay, so Missouri. Uh, Missouri <laughs> there yes. might be more, but I think the one I went to growing up was in Missouri. Yeah, like near the Lake of the Ozarks, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. No one knows. Um, <laughs> and it, there's no way to know. So Patrick make, makes like a very strong case that no one likes lifeguards, despite exactly what we just saw. Uh, and we see a very funny interaction between him and another um, beachgoer. <laughs> so dumb. All they do is blow, blow, blow on their stupid whistles, rub, rub, rub that white stuff on their noses, and show off their gross, misshapen bodies. Dude, put that thing away. They're like children here. I'm going to the snack bar. Who needs to be a lifeguard? I'm cool. I'm every bit as cool as Larry. And if I'm not, let me be struck by a flying ice cream truck. And live! Please do not land flying ice cream trucks on the bathers. SpongeBob, you okay? Hey, I didn't know you were a lifeguard. Lifeguard? The nose? <gasps> White stuff. White stuff. So this is it's just so funny. There's just so many good lines. Like, again, a like, uh, like my ribs hurt from laughing so hard when I'm a kid. Him yeah. like a flying ice cream truck. And laugh! <laughs> it's just like so. <laughs> it's like a very yeah, dark joke for SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, man. I think my favorite like moment in this scene where as an adult, I, I gra- grasp mm. onto it a lot more than as mm. a kid, which is probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. But when Patrick is talking about the lifeguards, gross and misshapen bodies, and then his huge gut is hanging out. Yeah. And the passerby tells him to put that away, that there's <laughs> children around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like making Patrick out to be some sort of pervert or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's so funny. I don't know if I can say that on him. That's fine. You can say it. It's Pervert. not a swear. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, it's true. It's so like, and I'm sure I didn't get it when I was a kid. And, and I don't know if I totally get like if there's anything specific behind it other than just like Patrick is so unsightly that it would be <laughs> like he's the literal definition of offensive. Like, yeah. you know, it reminds me of uh, the episode Something Smelly where they have the rancid breath. Um <laughs> The onion breath, yeah. Said, yeah, SpongeBob says something to the effect of like, "Do I offend?" <laughs> like, <laughs> so Patrick offends here. Um, Patrick definitely offends here. Yeah, I think it's such a clever storytelling conceit in two ways. Like the that um, Patrick 
he's here they have a reason for him to leave and then he will pop up at the very end of the episode and the episode moves at such a clip that you don't even think like where'd patrick go so when he does reappear it's like almost like rewarding you know of like oh no look at this this problem that we forgot about but two um i even had in my notes you know like at first I was like, I love a classic SpongeBob at the beach episode. Cause usually I don't know if this was on purpose, but whenever he's at the beach, they're highlighting his inaptitude about something. Cause when he's <laughs> jellyfishing or being a fry cook or whatever, he's like just incredibly good at everything. Um, but it's only at like boating school and at the goo lagoon that it's clear, like how he's not good at everything. And so in ripped pants, um, he's like so insecure that he's just not like physically fit. Like Sandy is, or like, uh, Larry, the lobster is. Um, and so at the start of this episode, I thought like, Oh, is he going to be like insecure again and like retread that plot or whatever. And it's very clever that he actually has almost like moved on and and he actually looks up to Larry now. And he's like, man, I would kill to be a lifeguard, you know, and he's totally content with his, his lot in life until the one person that he like looks up to more than anyone who, and he's the only person that looks up to him, Patrick star, Patrick's like, no, who could like lifeguards are <laughs> terrible, you know? And like, that's all it takes for SpongeBob to be like, yeah, you're right. Like who, I, who needs to be a lifeguard? I don't want to be a lifeguard. Um, and it's, it's just so clever because they totally could have had him be like, I wish I was a lifeguard. And then Larry mistakes him as a lifeguard, but that they have in like the span of 60 seconds, him go from, I wish I was a lifeguard. I hate lifeguards. I don't want to be one. Oh my gosh. He considers me a lifeguard again. And like, it just like raises the stakes that much more that he's going to just colossally fail at being a lifeguard. Um, it's great. I've been watching or listening to the uh, director's commentaries for the two most recent Avengers films, and my head is just very into like analyzing scenes. And so watching mm-hmm. this, I was like, I have an undue amount of analytical thought process behind SpongeBob lately, but, but it's great. It's, I think, yeah, it's great for this purpose. The people what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have, the, across, you have the outlet to spew it out. So. Exactly. People <laughs> all across the Midwest and the West Coast want to hear me. Talking You're doing about. the heavy lifting so the rest of us don't have to. Yeah, so that the people on the East Coast can understand what's going on in the episode. Just kidding. I really don't hate the okay. East Coast, but now I'm like tempted to just like make that a joke that for no reason I hate the East Coast. The people but, on the East Coast are way too old and unsightly and they can just <laughs> That's true. They're already in bed, dude. It's like what, six PM there? Oh wait. Yeah, oh, they're too It actually is six PM there. I butchered that joke. Okay, anyway. Um, do you have any other thoughts on this scene um before uh so SpongeBob, after this, um, he becomes a lifeguard, and we get um, a, a cute montage before our next clip. Um, so I guess just a couple observations from me on this montage. Um, it doesn't lend itself to like podcast listening because it's just music, but a the music is really like fun. Um, but it's just like so silly, like in very like Krusty Krab fashion. SpongeBob is living the dream despite the things he's doing aren't actually that like glorified. Like he's putting sunscreen. Yeah on like old people's backs and stuff like larry's putting it on a hot girl's yeah. back and spongebob's doing it on a hairy old guy's uh-huh. back and the hairy yeah. old guy's like oh like his, he has this like weird like reaction you know um and it's just like so the freaking sunscreen funny. is cold or something yeah uh-huh. um and then i just there's the visual like i don't know the hulagraph gra- yes skirt. the skirt I don't know yep. if it's if i should call it a joke or a gag or what but it's just so 
fun and captivating. Yeah. It's on screen for like totally. literally two seconds, but yeah. And SpongeBob is also like wearing a speedo for part of the yeah. time, which is also uh-huh. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And last thing I for- I forgot um, to call out. He immediately after becoming a lifeguard, <laughs> uh, Larry's friend comes up. He's like, I'd like you to meet my friend SpongeBob. And she just kicks sand directly <laughs> into his face. And he's just no like, reason. and yeah, and SpongeBob just like, <laughs> like makes a little noise to himself. And he's like, and then he's cool when he tells him that she, yeah. or tells her that she, he's a lifeguard. Uh-huh. There's just something about someone being so mean to SpongeBob that was very funny to as me. you do to non-lifeguards it's kick sand yes. in their face for no reason yeah exactly I do that all the time yeah of course me too <laughs> every time that i'm at the beach which is very often <laughs> all the time <laughs> all all of the time here in wisconsin so anyway um uh the, the larry uh, uh oh, dude it's freaking my brain is like mush right now uh yeah, larry <laughs> yeah, uh, larry tells spongebob hey how would you like to take uh, the afternoon shift by yourself when all of a sudden they get some action. SpongeBob, let me take this. I haven't seen any action all day. Action? swim you saved my life don't mention it it's all part of the job you know spongebob the babes in the big chair are great but the best part is knowing you're the only thing that stands between these good people go 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 and a watery grave and that's what it's all about their lives are in your hands now because i got a date with a tannin booth see ya but i can't swim. I think it's just dawning on me. Do Larry the lifeguard and Plankton have the same voice actor? They do. I was going to oh point that gosh. out. They do. <laughs> and it's crazy the range that he has between these two episodes. Yeah. He plays such an understated and it points diabolically evil person. And this one, he's just going so ham at the. I've got to see with the food. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, <laughs> like punching the fish to get it to yeah, spit up uh-huh. the water. Yeah. Seriously, punching it back to life. Right. I love uh-huh. it. And if there's a, that there, there's fish drowning, it just. <laughs> yeah. In the goo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the brine pool I is the technical term, I guess, for the what? what the Goo Lagoon is technically a brine pool, which brine is basically pool. at the bottom of the seafloor when uh like mud mixes with the water and creates basically another liquid that's just slightly more um dense than the surrounding water and almost which makes is like the goo. which is the goo. Yeah, so the goo oh. lagoon. So uh uh-huh. Yeah, very clever mm-hmm. conceit to put a beach in Bikini Bottom, but, but yeah, the um, that's the last time I read and swim is the stupidest, funniest <laughs> joke, like, and I'm not sure if it's a joke on eat and swim or if it's just the idea of like that it's not something you would think of, but you would treat it like, oh yeah, that's a dangerous combination, like reading and something swimming. That nobody, something that nobody does. <laughs> Okay, if you if you read and swim, we want you to write in at yes. um, 
Uh, what's what's the spongebob spam robots.com yeah uh, <laughs> about your experience and if but you, it's not just that he round. like yeah he didn't just round because he wasn't paying attention it was in his throat for some reason <laughs> <laughs> he has to have it punched out of him and the book like comes up yeah do we see funny. what the book is or no i don't know well let me look at the screenshots i'll pull them up T- tell okay. me what you think of this scene while i do a quick uh google um I mean, I don't have a lot more notes on this scene in specific. Um, I have notes on the next one. Well, here's again, a question. Uh huh. Can you swim? Yeah, I can swim. Okay. Well, that's not a very interesting conversation. I it's basically not. cannot. So really? I, I can yeah, tread water can... fine, but even when I was a kid, so all my uh, older siblings um, mm-hmm. are incredible swimmers. Many of them, one of them, uh, like held like the breaststroke record at my high school for like nine years or something. Another one was the um, assistant coach to was it Missy Franklin, the Olympic swimmer. Um, so they were always super into swimming, and I was always super not into swimming. And they'd like <laughs> throw me in our swimming pool to like try and force me to learn and stuff. And Emergent so I think that. Therapy, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh huh. So every time I'd get out of the pool, I'd say goodbye, everyone. I'll remember you all in therapy. Um, so <laughs> there it is. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Uh, so it just made me extra hate swimming growing up. So when I was yeah. a kid watching this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, SpongeBob can't swim either. I now wish that I could swim better. Um, and maybe someday I'll force myself to learn. But I will definitely, despite hating having to go to Swim America when I was a kid, I will for sure make my children learn how to swim too someday. Yeah, it's a, I think it's an important life skill and it's fun. Uh-huh, yeah. I don't know. And, and it's important that, you know, they force uh, SpongeBob to learn how to swim by the end. Spoilers. Oh, for sure. It looks um, like, sorry, oh. I just found the book. It looks like it, it comes out of his mouth open so we don't actually get to see what um, he was reading, unfortunately. Missed opportunity. Yeah. That would have been uh-huh. interesting. Could have been yeah. a fun little sign gag, yeah. It could have been, yeah. How they uh-huh. do those, like, just zoom in, like, one second thing. Right. Because it could have added something. Exactly. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, the only swim-related story I was going to delve into was that uh, it's, like, one of my most embarrassing moments in my life. Really? It happened at the public swimming pool. Really? Yeah. Um, but yours yours happened in front of Aaron Draplin when yes. you couldn't. Couldn't, couldn't bark like a dog. <laughs> like a dog. Uh-huh. Mine happened at the public swimming pool. Yeah. Where I was learning how to dive. And I sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was trying to pull the episode up to find the book and I tried to mute it in time, but the Nickelodeon theme song is so obscenely uh-huh. loud. Anyway, I'm sorry. So you were no, trying to okay. dive at was, the swimming pool or something? I was trying to dive. Yeah. I had I had mastered diving off the low board. Yeah. And I was going to the high like the high dive to do a dive off of it. And uh-huh. which was pretty gutsy considering I was pretty young. And yeah. I panicked right after I jumped and I gave up on my dive mid yeah mid jump and yeah. i probably flopped instead oh, of diving no. i just smacked the top of the, yeah. the top of the water and i don't know if you've ever belly flopped from that height before but no. you probably looked me, like larry it made me throw up immediately oh, <laughs> no way <laughs> that's so much worse <laughs> and all of the kids around had to get out they had to like clean the pool it was, uh-huh. it was mortifying because i was there with friends and it was just everybody <laughs> knew what happened because that's really funny. Happened, and then yeah. I threw up and cleared out the pool. 
Uh huh. Yeah. I feel I, so I, bad for a kid, you, the but there's something extra funny about immediately <laughs> throwing up in the it's pool. Like, I just completely, because you can't yeah, breathe. Totally. Like, that's the thing about belly flopping. It's uh-huh. like I couldn't breathe, and so I yeah. panicked. And then yeah. I just, like, everything that was in my stomach yeah. just immediately pushed itself out. Wow. Um, yeah, Dang. that's my swimming story. <laughs> yes, I can swim. I didn't need to but share that. Why did I, why did no, I that share that? Great. Because you, you just get in front of the podcast mic and embarrassing stories start coming yeah, out. Yeah, it just kind of came, it's, it just spewed out. Like, uh-huh. like um, it did on that tragic day at the swimming pool. Yes, yes, oh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> just spewed yeah. out. Just like I yeah. looked it up. <laughs> and this is actually even funnier. The book, you don't even see it come out of his mouth. It's like a fountain of water comes out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And then when all of the water like subsides, there's you just the a book. book revealed there. And then he <laughs> delivers. That's the last time I read and swim. It's just so stupid and funny. Because but... nobody can follow a book. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it's just, yeah. Anyway. Crazy. Yeah. Great scene. Great scene. Oh, do you know what zinc oxide is, by the way? I don't, but I noticed that that, that was the, the yeah. sunscreen, right? Uh-huh. It said that on the, and it has to be important, Maybe it's just right? the main ingredient. ingredient. Maybe. Is it, do you call that, are they ingredients in a, like sunscreen Something and medicine and stuff? Yeah, they're still ingredients. Yeah. Uh-huh. What it's else like, would they be? I, I don't know. Components? I the, don't know. These are the things? Yeah. These, these, are the these are the things. Yeah, that's what it says on the label on the side. These are the things. Underneath the nutritional value. What yeah, flavor is this think, candle? I don't Zinc think there's oxide. a nutritional value. It just lists them all. These are the things that, that are yeah, inside the true. bottle. I almost mm-hmm. made a joke about writing in if you've ever tried or if you yeah. eat sunscreen. You don't want to promote that here. No, uh-huh. Absolutely not. Absolutely no one. <laughs> please. You're not <laughs> saying to try this at home. Yeah. Uh-huh. And do not eat a book either. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unless you're devouring the history of, I don't know, that's a stupid zinc oxide. It's just like a powder. Let me see. Is it formula zinc oxide cream? Oh, it's a cream for your face? Cream. Oh, it's a sunscreen. I think it's it's just a type of sunscreen, I guess. Is that a very old way to say sunscreen? Maybe. Uh, is zinc oxide good for sunscreen? Zinc oxide is a mineral that sits on top of the skin, scattering, reflecting, and ex- absorbing UVA and UVB rays. Although zinc oxide is the safest and most effective active sunscreen ingredient, the best protection from the sun is to seek shade and cover up with clothes and a hat. Lame. A freaking nerd wrote that Google answer. <laughs> the best way to avoid... Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, the next clip, um, SpongeBob, uh, let's see. He's, uh, Larry makes it very clear that being a lifeguard makes you the only thing that stands between all these good people smash cut to a hot dog eating contest and their watery grave. Um, and then SpongeBob envisions all the people out on the beach and sees them as exactly that watery graves. Um, and quickly, uh, devises a plan on how to keep them all safe. Uh, there are sharks in there! Hey, that's my family you're talking about. Ah, sea monster! You know, we sea monsters have made great strides in the fields of science and literature. Uh, somebody went? Oh. It's a big (laughs) lagoon, dude. Disgusting! Don't go! 
swimming. This scene is bananas. I just love, (laughs) I feel like Spongebob in this scenario when he's envisioning the worst that can happen and just Uh your tombstone. Yeah. Me in real life too, where I'm like, oh my gosh, that has been on a run. Yeah. He's he's like 15 minutes later Uh than he he was going to be back home. And I just picture the worst, like he's lying dead somewhere. It's like Spongebob's fears are very much my fears when it comes Uh to like other people getting hurt (laughs) right totally yeah i'm the exact same way when i'm like where's morgan what's going on and yeah you're just like okay just keep calm what's the worst that can happen and then you just actually envision just the absolute worst worst that can happen yeah Yeah. Uh like i'm giving myself permission to visualize what is the worst that can happen yeah Uh, anyway i think that's my favorite part of the scene it's just because i I just really on a on a cosmic level (laughs) right yeah. Oh, nice. That's a good throwback. Um, yeah. The only other note I have here is just that the shark scene is is yeah. silly and funny. So good. Um, so good. They yeah. just like don't look threatening at all. No. They just are wearing braces and glasses uh-huh. and yeah. Hey, that's my family you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So yep. silly. So then such a, like a silly little uh, storytelling mechanic that he would trick them all into eating ice cream and then gotcha now you can't go swim you know um i also thought at this point that this feels very much like um somebody who is babysitting that does not know how to take care of kids that's well actually this is honestly how my older one of my older brothers used to babysit us when we were really little um is like you up (laughs) well kind of uh well i guess he did do that sometimes but like i mean i say that like i was like tormented every day i was only occasionally (laughs) tormented like once or twice a week by my older siblings but um See you all, remember you all in therapy. But no, so I'd be like, depending on which older sibling was babysitting us, like when we were really little, me and my two younger siblings, um, you would hope that it'd be this one or this one because you knew that you'd be watching Disney movies all night or you'd be playing uh, board games or video games with them or whatever. But there is one that he would have us in the family room, wouldn't even really like bring any toys in or anything. He'd say, don't leave this room. He'd like barricade the room and then he would take a nap in that room. And you'd be like, this is what, like, even as a five-year-old, I can tell, like, this is not an appropriate use of our time. Like, your entire you solution. <laughs> I'm sure that I did, but it's like, what were they going to do? Like, hire a babysitter? Like, they... Sounds like effective, yeah, babysitting. Yeah, exactly. They didn't have to watch the kids. They got a break. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. So so occasionally we would sneak out of the room and he'd get really mad and stuff, and, but it was brutal. Anyway, so that's essentially what SpongeBob's doing here. He's like, if I just hold everybody still, nothing bad will happen to them. Um, which then is a perfect uh, tee up of this next scene um, where an unexpected character re enters the plot. We like Larry better. Just a quick aside I definitely said that to my brother too. We like Josh better. So, anyway, sorry. Uh, uh, Larry. We like Larry better. Does Larry ever give you free ice cream? Ice cream! Did somebody say ice cream? Where is it? Is it here? Huh? 
ice cream! Holy cow! Somebody's drowning! Oh no, that's not possible. The lagoon is closed. Dude, get your butt in the water! If there was anyone in there, we'd hear them. Help, help. I can't swim! Somebody would be screaming that they're drowning. I'm drowning! I'm drowning! You would have to have crossed the line. I'm drowning because I crossed the line! Okay, I'll take a look. But just to prove to you that Patrick isn't drowning! Can't swim! Butt hurts! I scream! Hold on, Patrick! And this final third act is trying to rescue poor Patrick. What do you think of this scene, Chandler? This time yelling out butt hurts. It's, yeah. just, it's just so uh, funny. Yeah. And it just makes me think of um, the Life Alert commercials where it's oh, like yeah. something so obvious. I fall in and I can't get up. Like uh-huh. when SpongeBob is just in denial that anyone yeah. is like, hurting or drowning. Uh-huh. He's, Patrick has to be so explicit yeah, when he's yeah. yelling. It's just so funny. I'm drowning and because like, I crossed the line. <laughs> uh, I fall in and I can't get up. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And just yeah. the visual of his butt cramps happening, yeah. just the, the two side-by-side uh, twisting of the yeah. butt cheeks is just hilarious. Uh-huh. I remember when I was a kid being, like, so, like, not grossed out, but just, like, it's. I guess it's also in a way body horror of, like, oh, gosh, like, <laughs> that looks so what painful. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh, yeah. And, again, that was the thing I had never, because when you're a kid, like, with the exception of, I guess, belly flopping, you normally yeah. can, like, go pretty hard doing any physical oh, yeah. activity, and you have to have a parent be like, you need to stop, because you're just red you in the face, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, whereas now if I jump on a trampoline for, like, five minutes, I have a migraine for the rest my, of the day. My, yeah, my back hurts immediately when yeah. I jump up and down. Uh-huh. Exactly, uh-huh. So yeah. this episode taught me, like, oh, when you're a grown-up, you just can't swim very long, or, like, you will just cramp up and not be able to move, which is yeah. just very, very funny. Um, and then also... He, he has a line, Patrick has a line, speaking of like just explicitly stating what's happening. Uh, oh gosh, should I write it down? Um, he basically uh, says, well, here, let me pull it up quick because I want to say this exactly right. SpongeBob grabs a straw. He has this genius idea. He's like, he can't drown if there's no water. And then... Is it the part where Patrick's in his belly? Yeah, Patrick is okay. in his belly. <laughs> and then he says, help, I'm drowning. I've got butt cramps. I want ice cream. And now, and it's, now dark. it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just verbatim the line from yeah. before, but and now it's dark. SpongeBob just Which made it, it one worse. degree worse. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep. I love it. Okay, so SpongeBob is freaking out trying to figure out how to uh, get Patrick out. He runs. Um, the show kind of in a weird way acknowledges that their cars are boats because he's like, oh, oh I'll just go. Out, Patrick just like reintroduces himself running from the bathroom. Like he's yeah. been in the bathroom this whole time. <laughs> uh-huh. He <laughs> runs off time. screen and then runs <laughs> the other way with toilet paper stuck to his pants. Ice cream. <laughs> and it really is a very clever way. Like, does Larry give you free ice cream? Like over the megaphone. And then that would be the the uh, yeah, initiating thing, thing that uh-huh. ice cream is just so funny. So, so funny. Yeah. So anyway, um, SpongeBob steals a boat uh, from a couple, gives them back their hot dog, um, and then goes to save Patrick. Okay, Patrick, here I come. Come, come, come now, Pat. Here I am. Pat, Pat, no, no. Oh, no, Pat, Pat, stop, stop, Pat, stop, stop. 
Oh, sorry. SpongeBob? Yes, Larry? You're not a lifeguard, are you? No, Larry. Let's go, guys! <laughs> Very good! You fellows are learning fast! And I still don't have my ice cream! Oh, Patrick. Such like a, oh, Patrick, like end line. Oh, Patrick. Mm-hmm. And very similar mm-hmm. to Muscle Bob Buff Pants, where by the end, Sandy's like, SpongeBob, you're not buff, are you? And then as a punishment and lesson learned, uh, forces him to do um, remote control clicks to like build his Strengthen, arm strength or whatever. Strengthen his arm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> now Larry is like, I'm going to make you practice in a in a kiddie pool um again this is like one of the few episodes where i like do remember the first time i saw it and i remember like the reveal that they're in like two inches of water i just thought was so like genius when i was a kid like what like larry just walked (laughs) out to them yeah Uh uh it's so funny and how inconsolable patrick is that he would destroy the boat (laughs) like until the boat is destroyed like he gets all the way through destroying it and then he Uh realizes oh Right. And there's like SpongeBob's delivery, like, no, 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 Pat, Pat, no, Pat, stop, Pat, Pat. Like, trying to like de escalate him. And like, and he even ends, SpongeBob is like flinching from him, like, as if like he's going to like attack SpongeBob or something. Ripping Um, apart, too. Yeah. uh I remember when I was at, went to a summer camp one summer. That was redundant, but um, and I was there with my sister, who is my sibling, um, and we like won some competition to go like on a like jet ski ride or something, and I was like so nervous because I could not swim very well. Granted, we were wearing like life vests and stuff, but I was just like, I, I'm just not into the water, you know. Like whatever, we can do this or whatever. And I remember at one point, <laughs> the I felt so bad afterwards, but uh, the the um jet ski like tipped but that's like not like an uncommon thing and not anything to like to stress out about they're like they're made with that in mind or whatever you know but it tipped and i was so determined to not go underwater that i like reached for something and put my hand on the head of like the adult supervisor that was with us and push down on him to keep myself up above the water and it worked um and then he like came up like coughing and i was like Felt so bad. It was like, do I acknowledge what I just did? I was in like middle school, and I'm sure that I did not acknowledge. But I couldn't help but think of that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh You did to that uh, jet ski instructor what Patrick does to exactly. And he's like pushing him down, (laughs) you know, and then hitting him in the head with an anchor. anchor. Yeah, Yeah. thankfully you didn't have exactly. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So there's just something so classic like Spongebob and Patrick about the interaction of like Spongebob's trying his hardest to like save Patrick (laughs) and Patrick doesn't know what to do other than thwart somebody else's like plan. So, yeah. Anyway, very good. Yeah. Very good. Now I just want to go eat some ice cream. (laughs) I know. Me too. Maybe I will. Yeah. Yeah. That's SpongeGuard (laughs) on duty. Um, SpongeGuard on duty. Chandler, what did you think of SpongeGuard on duty? 
and the algae is always greener. That this was really fun. Um, and I haven't thought this deeply about SpongeBob in a really long time. Yeah. Um, so thank you for this levity. Uh, of course. And in the midst of a bunch of other, you uh, know, less fun stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah. Nice. Good. It's great. Yeah. So everybody give it up one more time for Chandler Suba. Oh, jeepers. I did not mean that was completely on oh accident. Gosh. Everybody give it up for Chandler. Okay. There we go. Thank you again uh-huh. for joining us. Uh, and I'm sure I've edited in um, like the SpongeBob end credits theme music in the background or something. Um, okay. So Chandler, like I said at the top of the episode, is a extremely talented graphic designer. Chandler, if they wanted the listeners to go find your work um, after they look up Megan Anderson's hairstylist account, um, where could they find you on Instagram uh, or uh, what AOL keywords should they search? They should search um, Illustrator in Portland and I will be the thousandth person nice. that appears on the list. Uh, if you check Ask uh, Jeeves, you might be yeah. higher on yeah, the... Ask Jeeves, he'll know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm on Instagram at Chandler underscore Breeze. Yeah. Um, breeze like the wind. That's my middle name for mm. real. Um, nice. I get that question a lot. They're like, what does nice. Breeze mean? I mean... Uh-huh. Uh, it's my middle name. So yeah, thanks, yeah. Mom and Dad. Nice. But, uh, yeah, uh-huh. I'm on Instagram as Chandler Breeze. And uh, yeah, search for me after you uh, search for Megan and yeah. your hair account. Yeah. And, and, and let Megan know. Absorb it and yell sent you. And that yes. was AOL keyword Chandler Breeze. <laughs> Ask your parents for permission before coming online. Thank you again for joining us. And join us next week. Ah, frick. I closed. Join us next week. For drum roll. Nope, wrong sound effect again. Uh, join us next week for Club SpongeBob and My Pretty Seahorse. Oh, that's a good episode. That is Fun. a good episode. Mm-hmm. Is that the one with mystery? It is the one with mystery. I love mystery. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a very, very good episode. Anyway, right. to sum it all up, goodbye, and I'll remember you all in therapy. There it is. I almost <laughs> forgot it. Well done.